0: Live, 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday, The Rock of Talk, AM1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Albuquerque's Macro Aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Eric on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVBQ FM, Rock of Talk.com, 550 5500. Here this uh, Thursday, starting to get cold and gloomy. Old Man Gloom flew into town today, and uh, there he was on the south side of town. Don't forget, folks, you can catch me on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, podcasting, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, as well as Audible. And download my free apps at Rock of Talk.tv, Rock of and become a subscriber at Rock of Talk Chat. Uh, I'm back on TikTok. You're gonna get little snippets uh, with our five takeaways that will come out. Uh, my five takeaways that you'll get every single day here in the Kiva. So uh, that's back on it. Uh, I'm back on schedule. Things are going well, and uh, the Democrats are now finding out every excuse they can possibly make. So Twitter, TikTok, and Telegram, all at Rock of Talk. Uh, Twitter is at the Rock of Talk, and. Uh, you guys can also watch uh, uh, any of those uh, apparati as well. Okay, so <laughs> there's so much good news. I feel like today is, it, is Christmas. Here we are here on this uh, less than 60 days away from the new year. The weather starts changing. The clocks will hopefully fall back for the very last time. You guys are getting your newsletters. We are on top of things, and we're fighting forward, and everything is, is coming together. The Democrats are looking for excuses to explain away their big loss. That is almost a foregone conclusion at this point. Almost a foregone conclusion. It's just all about showing up those last few days and making sure that we vote until Saturday, and then you guys all vote on Tuesday. You guys are going to have, uh, you know, all sorts of things going to be taking place this fall, rejuvenating the spirit, getting back into the swing of things, feeling like it's 2016 all over again. I think it does look that way so today's poll question americans thought and enthusiasm about the midterms enthusiasm about the midterms is down from 2018 but how much have you given to given thought to the upcoming elections for congress it's a resounding huge number and this is 100% of all of us here we're plugged in we're optimistic this is what we need when we get hit in the face sucked you know punched in the gut we feel apathetic but when we think we can win, it's funny how the Republicans always close the deal when we're within the shot. We're very good, okay? And if we think we have a shot, we show up, we participate, we get involved. I wanna thank those of you for staying away from that rally, making it feel like they had more people there. We've got some unbelievable cheating news to share with you. I might be joined uh, by uh, someone who knows a little bit more about that during our five o'clock hour. Michelle Lujan Grisham is a cheater. Democrats are cheaters. They project onto us what they do themselves. We can go back to 2018. Michelle Lujan Grisham had all the questions from KOB Channel 4. We've got the proof. And going into this final weekend, I want you to sing that from the mountaintops. Can you imagine if I went into my debates and I knew the questions ahead of time? Now They did everything they possibly could to dismantle me, getting sued twice and everything else. I didn't care. Because that has helped set the stage for what this year has become, which is going to be a win for Mark Ronchetti and a win for Yvette Harrell. Make no mistake about it. The enthusiasm is there and we are going to turn out. You're going to spend these next five days doing everything you possibly can to turn out the vote, letting everybody know that we can close this deal. We can close this out in spite of them putting their best efforts against us. Your enthusiasm is up. Across the country, 49% have given elections a lot of thought, down from 54% in 2018. What happened in 2018? See, here's where you know a little bit more about the sample, okay? They oversampled Democrats. Gallup had the uh, poll on all this. And I start to look at Republicans and Democrats. Look at this. Republicans coming in at 49% of more enthusiastic. Democrats saying they're at 57%. And your independents coming in at 35%. I think it's a little bit different here in the state of New Mexico. I think it's more like this compared to previous elections. Are you more enthusiastic about voting than usual? Republicans, Republicans are more enthusiastic to the tune of 42%. I think we're starting to see that. And then finally, have you thought of giving the how much thought have you given the upcoming elections? Republicans have given as much thought as the Democrats. These are all good numbers for us, okay? But to close it, we've got to turn out. We're getting beat up on the early elections. A lot of this stuff has been put out. Now, here's the second piece of good news. And this is not confirmation bias, but this is confirmation and vindication after a year heretofore, which was last year, right? Last year at this time, I believe, uh, what was it, a year almost to the day that we were voting for mayor of Albuquerque? Guess whose approval rating is in the tank? That would be. One, Tim Keller. That's going to hurt the city of Albuquerque's turnout for the Democrat. We're now on nearly 150 murders. The official tally last year at 114 murders. And here's really the takeaway when it comes to approval ratings. Whose approval ratings are lower in New Mexico, Biden or Keller? As unpopular as Biden is, Biden is practically guaranteeing us 30 to 40 votes. For the Republicans in the House, we could go as high as 252 in the House. I'm going to hedge a little bit. I'm going to say we're going go to go pride around 242, maybe 227 is where I originally was. But, you know, with all this enthusiasm and people pushing out and what's happening, not having a message to run on, you look at Biden's approval rating at 40, talk about an empty suit. Tim Keller's coming in today in the Albuquerque Journal poll. Small sample size, but nonetheless, of only 33 So I'm like, okay, where's Donald Trump's approval rating right now in the state of New Mexico? You know that they actually sample this. Donald Trump has a higher approval rating as of today. This, according to World Population Review, all you have to do is go to rockoftalk.news, pull that information off, go to the two questions that are there if you're a subscriber, and then you can see that Donald Trump has an approval rating of 43%. Joe Biden's coming in at 40%. Tim Keller's coming in at 33, and Donald Trump coming in at 43%. People are sick and tired, and they hate the unfairness. They hate the duplicity. They hate the hypocrisy that's coming from the Democrats, folks. The ratings right now on how popular Joe Biden is, Joe Biden's approval rating across the country is 42.2%. It hit an all-time low at 37.9%. 37.9%, and that was back on July 24th of this year. Since that time, what'd they do? Invade Mar-a-Lago. Since that time, what'd they do? Work on gas prices, and it's only given him a little bit of a a push to the tune of about 4.5%, 5%. And then you look at all the various states that Joe Biden is going to, he's only going to blue states or very blue areas, places that are safe. Tim Ryan doesn't want him, as I mentioned yesterday, in Ohio. Tim Ryan is uninterested. Any of those swing states Joe Biden is staying the hell out of there. And then we've got a net growth in each of the states. And it's kind of interesting. Is his approval rating better? Well, according to Morning Consult, in most states, the pace of Biden's decline slowed between the last quarter of 21 and the first quarter of 2022. And you look at these uh, net numbers, folks. This is tracking Biden's popularity amongst voters in all 50 states. He's only got five states where he's a positive. And guess what? One of them is not New Mexico. A minus seven net approval since he's come into office, plus 19 in California, plus five in Washington, plus six in New York, plus 10 in Massachusetts, and plus 12 in Maryland. Where's he making his campaign stop? We'll pick it up there when we return here in three minutes in the Kiva.
1: balls. Of fire.
0: And as we play that song, guess who's having his funeral right now? Jerry Lee Lewis. uh, That's right. Great balls of fire himself with Jimmy Swaggart presiding. uh, Literally, as we speak, folks, you've got the notes at rockoftalk.news. And you know that that is happening uh, right now. And uh, Jerry Lee Lewis on November 3rd, 1957, two future number one pop songs were released. The first that you're hearing right there, Great Balls of Fire, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, being buried, uh, I believe, in his hometown. There's uh, Here's the Natchez, the Democrat, swagger to officiate Jerry Lee Lewis's funeral on Faraday on Saturday. That's the official one, but they're having the memorial on Thursday. In fact, it's at a uh, place called uh, Young's Funeral Home, happening uh, right now as a service being held from 5 to 8 p.m. So literally, as we kick this off, they're in the middle of that. So uh, not, not a great man. You could learn a lot about uh, Jerry Lewis. Married five times and... They're not really sure what happened to his fifth wife. Uh, there's a picture of them, uh, him, Swaggart, and uh, Mickey Gilly, the late great Mickey Gilly uh, right there. All right, so we've got to all the sort of nuts and bolts of breaking it all down. It's a foregone conclusion. There's nothing to worry about here, okay? We take the house. Now it's a matter by how much. They're trying to explain it away. They don't know what to do. The media is piling on as best they can right now to go ahead and you know, figure out how they're going to go ahead and and do this. I think that Joe Biden is going to resign. The reason why he is going to resign is because it's going to be an embarrassing loss, and they have to gear up for 2024. They're going to panic. It is what is going to happen. So you have all of the stuff here in the city of Albuquerque. We're going to hit a record high if we haven't already in terms of the numbers of murders. They've shut down the uh, police scanners. It did not help Michelle Lujan Grisham. She's scrambling. She doesn't normally have to scramble because normally she has people in the media, like the people over at Channel 4, who you should never turn on again. Get rid of Tessa, get rid of all these people. No no wonder Jorge and those other guys picked up and left. Because that is one cheating, scheming place. I'm sure other people are probably going to resign after this came out because literally back in 2018, she was handed the questions before she answered them. And it's all right there. And we're going to get to that uh, at the top of the next hour because it's something that we have to address. They cheat. We don't. They have control of all the offices across the state. We don't. We have the second congressional district, and that's it with Yvette Harrell. We're scrambling to try and get a toll hold on things here by just getting the governorship. And, you know, hopefully we're going to get down to sub 40 in terms of our House race. Hopefully it's going to not, hopefully it's not going to be 40 30. Hopefully it's going to be 38 32. Hopefully we're going to win enough. I'm going to break that out for you uh, on Monday when we finally get to that. Now, we've gone those over those approval ratings, and we've seen everything. But the question uh, for all of you that's on my mind is, does Trump have a higher approval rating than the Biden and We answered that, okay? So your videos that are coming in was all about Hispanics. It's about the Hispanics. It's about us, okay? We've done it. We're not going to get any credit for it. We, are, we, we, we left, right? Many people have left those countries. They came here and they're more American than these liberals in the Democrat Party, which is why so many of these, you know, people who immigrate from other places become, hey, are you registered to vote? They register as Democrat. Now they're leaving because it's not supporting their nuclear family. The values of the, of the Democrat Party are not supporting their nuclear family and growth because that's what they want. They thought that they, the only families that are growing right now Are Hispanic families? They're replenishing. They're growing larger and larger, right? Every other every other type of family is not growing. And when it comes to the urgency of these issues facing this country, we like to work. We like to get out and work. And inflation is number one thing. That money, especially for people who don't make that much money, is just going right through their fingers, and they're not addressing it. And it's not just gas prices. It's everything across the board. Now, here's an immigrant who is a congressional representative in the 26th district in Florida this morning, his last name, Jimenez. Here he is this morning on Fox business, addressing this very issue
2: families and friends, et cetera, at risk, and uh, and the secretary and the president do nothing about it. Yeah, I mean, voters are taking notice. We've got a new Quinnipiac University poll. It reveals that voters are more concerned about inflation than any other issue. I mean, everything is more expensive. 36 percent of voters say that inflation is the most urgent issue facing the country today, Congressman. Uh, you know, it's followed by abortion, immigration, crime, COVID-19. Uh, a lot of this also has to do with the wide open border. What can you do about it? Should the, uh, the GOP take the majority in five days. Well, we need to pass laws that the the president, you know, needs to sign. I mean, look, we're going to have a problem uh, as long as uh, President Biden is the president, because uh, the executive has tremendous powers, especially over his administration and the agencies. And so, but we need to pass, you know, laws and put them on his desk and put them on notice. There are things that we can do through the power of the purse, that, uh, that, uh, our leader McCarthy said, we're going to, we're going to take up right away. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to, you know, defund those 87,000 IRS agents. It's Boom. There it is.
0: Okay. When you win Congress, that's what happens. Second, as you can all see from the graphic at rockoftalk.tv, pork is up 7%. Apples are up 6%. Butter's up 27%. Sugar's up 17%. Milk is up 15%. Ham is up 8%. Okay. The money is just Going right through the fingers of all the people who are out there working hard, trying to make ends meet,
2: etc. But look, we we want to uh, reduce inflation by stopping this runaway, you know, spending that Congress has uh, had in the last two years. That's number one. We need to have uh, sound energy policies that restore American independence and actually have American dominance uh, in energy or, around the world. Uh, we need to also give our parents, you know, a bill of rights so that they know exactly that they know and have a say in what their kids are being taught. Look, Maria, it's just, I know that the economic issues are number one, but I also think, you know, something in my gut tells me there's more here. There's a cultural war that's about to about to start. Uh, we, we reject what, uh, you know, the far left is trying to teach us, teach our children, um, and taking us in a direction that, that Americans, most Americans, do not want to go. So, yeah, uh, the economy's big but also what they're trying to do to us culturally and changing what America is about, that's also going to be big. And you're going to see it on Tuesday when they go in the privacy of their voting booth, they're going to reject uh, what's been happening in America for the yeah. last
0: year. Now, there's no doubt that all of that is going to happen at this point, given what we're seeing. There's no doubt about it, okay? You can't even argue the point. That's why they're working so hard, as you're going to find out through the rest of this program, how they're trying to explain it away. When I say it's a foregone conclusion, please believe me, because you're going to show up. Okay, I'm not suppressing anything. I'm literally driving people out because Republicans want to vote when they know they can win. They don't show up when they know that they can't. That's the long and the short of it. So Joe Biden's in town and his focus is on all those social issues, including things like marijuana. Right. The social issues, transgender critical race theory in the schools, these things, you know, arguing about a fair and level playing field all the time. We are not going to have a playing field at this rate. Our inability to compete on the educational side. We're in the 25th to the 30th uh, ranking around the world when we used to be in the top 10 all the time. We're getting our asses handed to us by many Asian countries and even a few European countries at this point. And then, of course, the cultural change with, oh, we don't need to go to work. We're going to phone it in. We're going to call it in. Uh, you know, COVID, masking, vaccine, all of that type of stuff. We're focused on the meat and potatoes, crime and economy, and not necessarily in that order as you find out that more than two-thirds are focused on exactly that, and that, of course, is inflation. So it's no wonder that he isn't popular, right? No wonder. We don't have to wonder about this or think that, you know, there's going to be some new sort of surprise coming into the very end. It's just not going to happen. This is them at their very worst. And now GOP, across all sectors, GOP now leads Hispanics on the generic ballot overall. Democrats with significant leads have been eaten into, why? Because of Hispanics. The party's gain, Republican Party's gain of Hispanic support comes after a sustained push for voter engagement with Hispanic communities over the last couple of years. Since 2020, according to the Daily Caller, GOP has opened 21 Hispanic community centers across the country, including one here in the city of Albuquerque. With dedicated staff to turn out Hispanic and Latino voters, according to the list provided by the RNC to the DCNF. Quinnipiac, put out by Steve Deese from the Steve Deese Show, of course, the plays Network. Quinnipiac has become one of the worst contemporary pollsters for Democrat bias. If they have a majority of Hispanics voting GOP, well, let's just say if that were to happen, we would be moving beyond the red tsunami to a red wedding. And here's the numbers Freedom and Weep, an eight point shift towards GOP from August. And you heard suburban women from Newt Gingrich yesterday in my interview with him, 27%. The shift over from Hispanics has been 8%. Republicans over Democrats now lead 48 44% of Hispanics. Independents, 49 to 34%. And Hispanics that are in the, uh, excuse me, Hispanics, Republicans, 46 to 42%. So there it is. We've won that now as well. Now we just got to wait for this to come in. This came through 2010 registered voters. Now we look at uh, Tim Keller here, who got a large percentage of the Hispanic vote. His job approval ratings, right? He won with 54%. Now he comes in with 33% approval rating. Amongst Hispanics, it's now dead even. 39% like Tim Keller, 39% don't like uh, Tim Keller. It's evenly broken out amongst Republicans and Democrats. Back after a quick break here in the keynote.
1: Well, you can rock it, you can roll it, do the stop and even stroll it at the hop.
2: When the bread starts spinning, you your lips, so or when the chicken at the hop.
0: Do the dance sensations at a sweeping the nation at the hop. All right, same day. Back in 57, same time as Great Balls of Fire was released, Danny and the Juniors released that. That story, I've got a link there, rockoftalk.news, about uh, Danny, the head guy of Danny and the Juniors, and uh, he ended up in, of all places, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, performing at the Tapatio in the uh, early 80s as uh, he had scrambled. Uh, They did not make make a whole lot of money on that number one song back in the day, and Ended up scrambling from place to place. Finally, Danny and the Juniors broke up in the late '70s, and he turned into a lounge singer. And uh, he was opening up the Tapatio in the early '80s, and uh, got into a fight with his girlfriend, and ended up taking his own life at the age of 42 in quartzite uh, Arizona. So, uh, but definitely a good read. Something that, that you should just uh, check out. 5500 If you want to go ahead and text. in. also, uh, happy birthday to my good friend Dennis Miller. Met him a couple of times. When uh, he came in, he was, of course, uh, going on both sides of the dial. had him from, uh, what, 7 to 10 in the morning, and I also had him 4 to 7 when I first started uh, this before I put on Michael Savage. And then, uh, you know, he carried uh, a lot of the load for the Kiva when I was first starting it. So I got to tell you, I'm uh, wishing uh, Dennis the happiest of 69th uh, birthdays uh, out there. 550, 55, Leonard. My son's last day in Albuquerque will be November 30th. Sorry to hear that. I wish we could have kept him. It's something I worked uh, hard to keep people. Uh, Hispanic people like babies, not abortion. Yeah, that is uh, there. Uh, Eddie, Donna Brazil gave Hillary the debate questions too. And she was asked about the allegation and she said, as a Christian woman, she wouldn't do that. She later admitted that she did. The real issue is that Hillary accepted them to cheat. Now, MLG is caught in the very same thing of accepting them too, but would KOB gave her the questions. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh visit with the person who has those text messages. All of our local media probably do this game. Hopefully, Mark investigates the people he worked with that stabbed him in the back. Uh, he worked at channel 13, not at channel four. So this came came out of a uh, KOB channel four. If MLG had any honor at all, she would have exposed KOB and demanded KOB to never be allowed to hold any debate in the future. What's also very interesting. Is that KOB USA? I forget the name, as a USA survey USA. They did their polls. They were the ones that had the largest leads, I think 16 and 11% of MLG over Mark Ronchetti. You can now throw those polls out. Okay. This has all been released, it's out there, and uh, people are uh, certainly certainly chewing this up. It's already been uh, printed in Breitbart, it's in Fox News, it's hitting everywhere. I'm sure you saw this text team to show Democrat Michelle Lujan Grisham received debate questions ahead of time, right? Always trying to explain it away. Back in 2018, right, so as Democrat, I'll read it uh, verbatim. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham here with uh, Joe Biden today trying to save uh, her her butt, um, who was up for election in mere days in 2018 received the debate questions when debating Steve Pierce in the KOB Channel 4 debate back in 2018, text messages show. Screenshots released by Tom Grover allegedly of a conversation between KOB representative and Grisham's campaign seem to show that the Democrat was given an upper hand, having seemingly been handed excerpts of questions ahead of time. The uh, text here is, is: a matter of records came out showing that she cheated and was aided by a local TV station. Tom Grover put on his uh, Twitter, I've seen the questions, want them, one text reads. The campaign allegedly received that text two weeks ahead of the October 18th debate. So that uh, puts you right around uh, October the 4th, October the 5th. Yeah, guys, Teresa Cardenas says, Teresa, you have questions about water. Follow-up text reads, that's from, I think, Chris Ramirez. Cardenas says, yes, I do. Through the real grand compact, New Mexico is forced to share water with other states. As governor, how would you deal with that water compact case that was before the U.S. Supreme Court? Now, that's kind of a complex, uh, you'd have to actually have prior knowledge of something. And not something that you get on a gubernatorial stage, but if she can speak to that in detail, it gives her the advantage. Bolton says, yeah, that's right. I'm here with Juliana Halverston, who's a resident of Roswell. She has a question for candidates about immigration. Halverston says, given the trend of the municipalities, choosing to be a sanctuary city and not complying with ICE regulations as governor, what is your stance on this issue? And then it shows all the text messages that all correlate with all of that. That's right. Each one of those questions verbatim is in a text message that comes out. The governor has repeatedly dishonored her office and disrespected the people of New Mexico, says comms director for Mark Ronchetti's campaign, Brian Sabell. And I don't think that there's been any investigation into possibly the same type of shenanigans that were possibly run. She looked increasingly comfortable during the second debate. Did you notice that? Did you notice the way that she held her arms, folded her arms? And for being a woman who uh, exudes such strength of leadership, would think that she would not need something like this. She would not need this type of advantage, but she got it anyway, at least back in 2018. And uh, who's to say that she didn't get into this now? You want to talk about cheating, getting the debate questions, uh, especially for a debate that happened several weeks ahead of time. Uh, I think that she was never confident. Mark Ronchetti beat her in spite of that. You saw that happen uh, if you watch both debates on KOAT and KOB Channel 4. Hey, folks, I told you not to trust these news agencies. That's why people continue to listen and continue to come into Kiva because we've had their number all along. 100% of you are feeling very enthusiastic about this, and only 33% of you out there in Albuquerque are approving of Tim Keller's performance as mayor in his second term. Let me go through these numbers real quick because these are numbers that can't be lied. If we're going to go ahead and uh, believe Sanderhoff on the polling numbers, we can only say that we can trust these ones uh, as well. I'm sure uh, Tim Keller's hiding out today after getting these 33%. I mean, he's bringing Joe Biden down. That's how bad Tim Keller is. So do you approve or disapprove of the way Tim Keller is handling his job as mayor of Albuquerque. Of males, only 32% approved. Of females, only 44% approved, okay? female, excuse me, Republicans and Democrats, they have this thing color-coded a little off. So, The red is approved, males disapproved. Okay, so 44% disapproved. approved. All right, females, 34% approved, 37% disapproved. When it comes to Hispanics, as I stated before, tied up at 39%. Anglos, 32% approved, 40% disapproved. What's coming around? And of the party, he's not even approved by a majority of his party, folks. 49%, 49% of his Democrat party approves, 20% disapprove. 70% of you Republicans disapprove of the job that Tim Keller is doing. What did Michelle Lujan Grisham need from Tim Keller? She needed him to do a decent job during his first year so that she could, as Albuquerque goes, goes, so goes the rest of the state, particularly this one. These numbers that are coming out ahead of time by research and polling, okay, and this is October 20th through October 27th voter sample has a margin of plus or minus 5.3 percentage points. So it's a small sample size. You're looking at uh, 350, 344 voters. So you're looking at this and you're saying to yourself, well, this doesn't bode well in addition to everything else that is happening right now with Michelle Lujan Grish. It's up to you to get this information out. How do you get it out? Go to rockoftalk.news. That's rockoftalk.news. And you can go ahead and uh, get that information. 550, 5500. Chris Vermeer is... Uh, tweeting out. We're going to get to that that tweet right now because, you know, this is live. It's it's organic. Things are very fluid right now. Chris Ramirez, putting out on Twitter just a couple of seconds ago, uh, actually at 4.16 p.m. as he's getting hit, I can't adequately express the disappointment I feel to learn that questions prepared for KOB Channel 4's 2018 gubernatorial debate were leaked to one candidate, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Evidence presented so far suggests that the culprit was one disgruntled staffer who was angling for a new job. That one person, Chris continues, has eroded the trust that local journalists work to earn every day in this community. To be extremely clear about this, AOB Channel 4 did not collude with the campaign. Well, what do you call that? Okay. Now, I understand what he means by that. I understand in fairness to, to Chris that they didn't work together knowingly. It was one staffer, but it still has the branding of KOB Channel 4. And more importantly, Michelle Lujan Grisham used those questions. And I'm gonna go pick apart that, I certainly hope that that debate is available. It better be available. To be extremely clear about this, they didn't include with the campaign. For all of us who worked to create a fair debate, we went through an exhaustive process uh, holding town halls around the state, meeting with voters, to hear our state's biggest challenges from wide cross-sections of New Mexico. Maybe that same thing happened to me during the mayoral debate. I don't know. We were inclusive and fair in the process. We used what we learned in those town halls to formulate our debate questions. And then they somehow went out two weeks ahead of time. So with that timeline that that's there, we can now go see what town halls were held, where, and how that formulated those questions to test whether and how true that is. Which is why, he says, it is so painful to know that one person The disgruntled ex-staffer has the power to cast a shadow on what was intended to be a fair TV debate between two people, Steve Pierce, Michelle Lujan, Grisham, wanting the biggest job in our state. If you're upset, please let me know. Uh, Please know that I am upset too. And uh, I will tell you uh, right now that the entire integrity of KOB Channel 4 has been dismantled. And the integrity also of Channel 7 I would say the same thing about K-O-E-T, Channel 7. Back in three, you and me here in the key.
1: Goodbye, Joe. Me gotta go, me oh my oh. Goodbye, Joe. We gotta go.
0: go for the p down the bio. Bye-bye, Joe. My Bye, Yvonne, the sweetest one, me oh my oh.
3: Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on the bio. Jumbo
1: like crawfish pine, a filet gumbo. Cause tonight I'm gonna see Mama Shazamino. Pick it tough, build fruit jar, and Miguel.
0: That's right. Son of a
1: gun, we'll have big fun on
0: the bio. Or on Tuesday, the bio could be Tuesday. I've got a, I've got a fun song to uh, sing Let's Go Brandon to. As we wave bye-bye to Joe here, I think this evening. I'm not sure if he's uh, exiting stage left. A lot of funny stuff uh, out there. I'm glad you guys kept your cool. You guys didn't get roped into any of the shenanigans that they would have certainly have uh, put that out there. I'm not just putting this song out there. Goodbye, Joe. I mean, like, just listen. It's just so perfect, right? As Joe comes out, it's like, yeah. Goodbye, Goodbye, Joe. Joe. (laughs) Oh, got to go. He's got to go, folks. You got to get rid of that guy. Uh, that's right. Uh, also on this day back in 1961, the first installments into the first inductees, excuse me, not installments in the Country Music Hall of Fame right there, Hank Williams. Uh, he died about 10 years uh, before that. Hank Williams, Jimmy Rogers, and Fred Rose became the first to be elected to the Country Music Hall of Fame. 550, 50, 500. 550, 50, 500. A little jambalaya there. Now remember, Joe Biden's uh, little uh, political stunt yesterday, he didn't even have the seal of approval. He didn't have the presidential seal in front of his podium. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. And maybe that was a little bit telling about some things that might be forthcoming uh, as uh, Joe's here in Albuquerque. Like, Joe doesn't know he's in Albuquerque, okay? He has no idea. He's clueless when it comes to all this. So you got the cops, you got everybody working overtime, uh, are we going to be sending that $211,000 bill, Tim Keller? Uh, because the, that's the bill that you sent to the, the Trump presidency. Do, do you, re- you remember that? Yeah. Uh, I actually posted the the very funny Albuquerque sends the unpaid, one of the Easter eggs, unpaid Trump re-election campaign, the bill to the collections agency. They, they sent Trump to collection. A bill for $211,175.94 an event organized with trump's re-election campaign back in 2019 and they didn't even have it here in albuquerque they had it in rio rancho they built the the trump campaign but has since turned to a professional debt collector after the bill went unpaid for more than a year now why would you bill the president of the united states he was on the daily show do you remember when he went on the daily show and he he talked all about it yeah he went right on the daily show decided he wanted to talk about it uh with trevor noah who's is now also, I believe, exiting stage left. He's he's going to be gone, uh, too. So, uh, hey, add to the ongoing list of Trump deaths. Here's here's Tim Keller. Yep. What happened, to
4: the city of Albuquerque and the Trump campaign? Trump came for a rally, and we decided to bill him because the cost of the city were tremendous. He made us shut down downtown. We had to close city. What about
0: today? What about today, Tim Keller? Are we going to go ahead and charge uh, the president of the United States? I mean, after you, after all, you did receive twenty-seven billion dollars. It's got one hundred forty-four thousand hits on Twitter.
4: Paul, and so we decided to just build a campaign for it, and we have yet to get paid. So, uh, how much is owe? Two hundred thousand, roughly. Two hundred thousand dollars. That's it. He's he's into Deutsche Bank for three hundred fifty million. You think you're going to get your?
0: Money? I love these woke white liberals, but they're. Uh, no-shave November beard. Yeah, you see uh, Tim Keller's no-shave November beard. And the uh, picture that I post
4: at News. Money from him? He doesn't even pay the IRS. They could put him in jail. In my mind, he owes us a lot more because there were uh, about a day and a half where we couldn't even function as a city. Oh. What have you tried to do to get money back from Donald Trump? No phone calls have been returned, so we hired a collection agency. You actually hired a collections agency? He should be getting these annoying voicemails that like, we get usually from... Scam companies where it's like, you owe debts. I mean, I think Mar-a-Lago is now getting those calls. Wow,
0: that's what he did. So what will he do? What will Tim Keller do for uh, Joe Biden? What will Michelle Luhan Grisham do? It's, it's funny how this stuff you know, comes back to bite you when you're on the front page of the Albuquerque newspaper and you have a 33% big hey, karma's a bitch. It sucks, doesn't it, Tim? It really sucks. When you decide to play unfairly like this, Oh, and by the way, the man that you're sticking up for now, Joe Biden, hanging out with him, let's go, Brandon, right? Uh, You look at him, and he's been on nothing but unfair. But he says this is the most trustworthy election. He just had to go ahead and take some shots at all of us Trumpers out here. And the Trumpers, we just want anybody but Michelle Lohan We want anybody uh, but Joe Biden. Uh, Here is Jean-Pierre talking to Ducey after the uh, speech that was given. And I think that this is a pretty fair question, because you as a Trumper, me as a Trumper, we're all a threat to their democracy. Okay. Thank you, Corinne. Following up on your comment that there's an alarming number of Republicans who are saying they're not going to accept election results, does that mean President Biden thinks it is a threat to democracy if somebody votes Republican? No,
1: that's a that's a ridiculous question. No.
0: Why is that a ridiculous question? Because
1: American people should have their right to vote for whomever they want. The voting is sacred right it is something that the president wants to protect at 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 every turn and he has done that he's taken actions to protect the right to vote and uh and you see uh democrats in congress also doing the work to protect the right to vote we are talking about mega maga, uh, Ma- mega uh republican officials who mega, have been very maga. clear about this who who say who say uh you know yeah, this
0: whole thing has just been totally blown out of proportion when they're the ones who actually are subjecting us to their violence. Let's not forget about, you know, everybody from Steve Scalise to the stuff that's happening here. It's all documented. I'm going to show you that, not to mention the election cheating. And now debate cheating, like on every single level, these Democrats need to be put out of of their misery. These Democrats are hypocrites. You know that. They're projecting what they have been doing, and they only think that this is possible for us because they have been executing this plan all along. What are they going to say? They have no idea what to say when they get their asses handed to them on Tuesday.
1: Oh, they are uh, pro-police, but then they are also pro-insurrectionists. That is, you cannot be pro-police and be pro-insurrectionists, who also say they want to defund the FBI.
0: Oh, just disgusting. Just disgusting. Those aren't even, those aren't even law enforcement officers at this point. Some of these people who, who work as operatives, who fail to prosecute and go after people who are connected directly to the rich and powerful. Where was Hunter Biden's laptop? I'm glad, Joe, that you're here to pick up Hunter Biden's lap- laptop from the Albuquerque FBI office today. Make sure that you uh, pack it up and uh, hide it like you have been hiding everything else, President Joe Biden. So He went out there to go ahead and do that. And now you see all these things, but we're the conspiracy theorists. Thank goodness right now for Elon Musk. The Hill writes at the uh, liberal rag up on the Hill in Washington, DC, right? False information and conspiracy theories began circulating on Speaker Nancy Pelosi. We can't even get a video. If something actually happened there, wouldn't we have got the video to this? And no, no, all it's gonna do is further bring out more conspiracy theories. Elon Musk and former President Trump, the Hill goes after them. Musk, the tech billionaire who just finalized his purchase of Twitter and now runs it. Trump called it a sad situation. Wow, it's weird things gonna, going on in that household the last couple of weeks. We are right, until it gets proven that we know exactly what's happened, We are totally within our right to question what actually happened. How well is Paul Pelosi doing? Where's the fix? What's happening? Folks, we're not a threat to democracy. Democracy would be providing that information out to the masses so that we could go ahead and say, yes, he was attacked by this person, and this is verifiable, and he's definitely right. Instead, he's he's a naked, hippie, illegal alien who smokes pot, who is mentally unbalanced. Whether or not he had a relationship with Paul Pelosi, I don't know, but he certainly isn't the guy that they're characterizing him to be. How can you say, Joe Biden, that we, the MAGA Republicans, are going to be leading this country down a path of chaos right now? We're going to pick it up there here in uh, hour number two. Lots of you guys uh, texting in uh, right now. Thank you, Patricia. Thanks, Eddie. I love your show, and I get so much info and hope from listening uh, that you a blessed. Well, I hope so uh, as well. This is a hard thing to do right now because we're a few days ahead of the election on Tuesday. And I'm not so sure that there isn't something else that could potentially happen, but you don't see things happening within the last three to four days. But when you hear Joe Biden say things like, well, we're not going to be able to count the votes until well after the election, it might be up to a week before we decide or at least before some of these elections. And that puts things as questionable. I've already given you my numbers, 227 to 208 in the House. In the Senate, you've got 5248, okay? Newt called it yesterday. I think that's, uh, uh, he says somewhere between 20 to 60, so there you go. I want you to go ahead and sing this uh, Let's Go, Brandon. Yes, I came up uh, all this uh, on my own. At the top of the hour news, bring it here in the Kiva. On AM 1600, KIVA, F M. Everybody was, let's go, Brandon.
1: Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with expert timing. There were funky China from funky Chinatown. They were chopping back.
2: We'll Live 24 hours a day, Monday
0: through Saturday, The Rock of Talk, AM1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Four, 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 three, three, four, three. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, Five. The Rock of Five. Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM1600 KIVA, F- rockoftalk.com, and we're coming at two from the ABQ here. On this Thursday, November the 3rd, we got uh, less than 60 days until 2023. You're going to make history here on Tuesday. Interesting stories there found at rockoftalk.news. Don't forget, you can find me directly at Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, podcasting on Citrus SoundCloud and Spotify. And why not download the apps for free, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, or become a subscriber at rockoftalk.news. That's rockoftalk.news. Five bucks a month, 50 bucks a year, or 16 cents a day to be in the 1600 and be ahead of the curve with all the information that I'm giving you in our first hour. We covered a lot of ground, all the stats. You've got everything that should make you feel confident that uh, we are going to win this thing uh, uh, nationally. It looks good in the House. As I told you before, at least 227 uh, to 208. Uh, at least in the Senate, it's going to be 5248. Uh, Newt Gingrich, who I had on yesterday, you've got the complete and total transcript. It is actually free. That is absolutely free at rockettalk.news. You can listen to my 12 minute interview. Uh, with the, uh, the great Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House. And uh, let's not forget, uh, back in the 90s, he was uh, responsible for a transition of 53. That's right, a plus 53. He's predicting between 20 to 60. So that certainly uh, is exciting. And uh, Biden doing his absolute best to go ahead and gaslight America. But let's not forget that New Mexico has a special place in sort of the uh, anti-MAGA, or excuse me, I should say uh, anti-Trump world. Uh, As it were, I'm waiting for a phone call. Let's see. Good. We got uh, Tom Grover. I'm going to take a quick detour. He's joining me right now here in the Kiva. And uh, he is the gentleman. He's an attorney here in town. You might be familiar with uh, some of his work. Certainly I am, Tom. Welcome into the Kiva this afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm all right, Eddie. It's
5: all good between you and I.
0: Nothing personal. Uh, Nothing personal. just business. uh, We're in the uh, business of competition, winning hearts and minds, uh, especially for the future uh, of this state. Uh, which is at odds uh, right now with, I think, the will of the people. And I think you're exposing that, and the will of the people wasn't out there, Tom, uh, back in 2018, because uh, there's something that you discovered that you stumbled upon, and you've uh, found yourself in the middle of a big brouhaha five days away from the uh, Tuesday elections. Tell us what you found with KOB Channel 4. Um,
5: for the last several weeks, you know, we've been hearing a lot of scuttlebutt about you know, it's conduct by the governor with her former um, comms director, James Hallinan. And, you know, because my office does a lot of, you know, transparency actions, trying to get public records and, you know, in parlance like you know, the receipts of that conduct by the government. I, I, I've been hearing and getting lots of um, tips from folks saying that, well, you, you understand that KOB or people at like KOB. Gave the governor, um, you know, questions of what we're going to be asked of her before the debate, and so I'd heard that, but you know, you heard a lot of things. Sure. And so, following um, the James Hallinan um, issue really coming to light last week, I, I posted something on um, on my Twitter account just to draw some attention to it about this this issue about the governor or then candidate. Um, receiving the debate questions. And you know quite frequently, when I come to my office, there'll be an envelope or I'll, I'll receive an email from um, an unknown email where there'll be you know some materials attached to it sure. and or a letter you know anonymously with various information. And, and quite often, what it is is you know records that the city or the state has said don't exist when, in fact, they're being dropped off. Mm-hmm. And so what was delivered to me, was um, a series of images of uh, you know, text messages from this uh, cameraman or producer Joseph Lynch from KOB. Wow, we got a name. That, there we go. Yeah, and I, I well, and so it's a series of these communications where he's providing exact transcript of questions that were going to be presented to the governor before or the candidate before the debate occurred back in uh, October of 2018. Yeah. And so, um, so um, you know, they <laughs> looked entirely legitimate to me, and, um, you know, they weren't doctored or anything. So I posted those up um, in follow-up to my previous, you know, posting about, you know, the debate of whether or not this was an issue, and in fact it turned out to be. And then KOB, um, interestingly, did this knee-jerk reaction, denying that any of this is true. Wow. Uh, essentially, <laughs> you know, disputing the veracity (laughs) of these images. In
0: fact, just a couple of minutes ago, Chris Ramirez, let me read you his statement. Uh, We've got about uh, uh, three minutes here. I can't adequately express the disappointment I feel to learn that questions prepared for the KOB Channel 4 2018 gubernatorial debate were leaked to just one candidate. Evidence presented so far suggests that the culprit was one disgruntled staffer who was angling for a new job. So you got the cameraman and you got Chris Ramirez on the record, plus the knee-jerk reaction. So where there's smoke, there's fire. You found it.
5: Yeah, I mean that's that's clearly the case, and 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 you know I hadn't when I posted those images uh, yesterday, I, I cropped the guy's name out. But when Kob came out and did this knee-jerk reaction instead of mm-hmm. doing the honest thing, which would be, you know, we understand these are serious allegations, we're looking into it, and then we'll provide a report to the public at a later point. You know, they just denied it, and that's when I said, oh, oh, you know, enough is enough. We'll yeah. just you know reveal all this and. To the point where like, you know, the, the newscasters were like choreographed to play certain roles during the debate is pretty repugnant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go back to that 2018 debate and look at that. I certainly know that uh, you do your DD due diligence on everything. I've been on the opposing side of you on that. Uh, and uh, I should say all is fair in love and war. And certainly in this case between you and KKO, or excuse me, KOB, uh, the television station uh, with Chris Ramirez there now answering And now seeing the cameraman, uh, there is a case here. I don't know what could be done in terms of uh, changing back the last four years of what happened to us. But uh, I can only imagine that uh, what we all hope to get out of this might be the same thing that you hope to get out of this, which is justice. As an attorney, you might be looking for that here. We are certainly looking that this was an unfair fight. And there's no reason to think that maybe 2022 was no different than uh, 2018. Uh, Tom Grover, tell me your your thoughts here.
5: I totally agree with you, and and just as like a last point, I mean, whether you're running for office or you're an office holder, I, I think what we've seen is that these folks play by a different set of rules, if there are any rules. Right. And it, it's really the reverse that we should be expecting, which is not only do they follow the rules, but they hold themselves to a higher standard. So, assuming candidate Grisham had been briefed on this, you know, it, what she should have done is that time time out absolutely not. We're going to let the station know that this is unacceptable. I'm going to disclose this to Steve Pierce and move forward because, you know, that's what I do as an attorney. When I find some information out, I disclose it to the other side. What
0: do you you anticipate happening or would you like to speculate at all, or you want to just let this play out? Any final words on uh, your anticipation here?
5: I I think, um, I think there's going to be some pushback coming from the governor's office and um my only words of caution to them is you know i'm really good at doing my due diligence and in my investigations having been a cop and i've got the receipts to back up
0: everything i've said so all right there we go Careful. all right i'm looking forward to that and uh, as i mentioned uh, you know tom grover and i've been on the opposite ends of things but we're all in this together to try to make new mexico a better state i appreciate you uh, uh taking the time to join us and Clarifying and finding all this. Uh, where can we find that evidence uh, on your Twitter? Where, what is your handle on Twitter?
5: It's at, uh, at Thomas R. Grover.
0: At Thomas R. Grover on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining yeah. the program uh, this Thank afternoon. Thank you, Eddie, Tom. I
5: appreciate you reaching out.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we need to get this story out there. This is critical. People deserve to know. However we need to get it out, that's what we did. You have it all right in front of you. You're also going to have it directly at rockoftalk.news. Back in through you and me here in the keynote to
1: the party, like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf, it was apricot. You had one eye in the mirror as you watched yourself go out. And all the girls dreamed that they'd be your partner.
0: They'd be a partner and' you're so vain. yep you do Yep, probably five night here in the Kiva a little Carly Simon James Taylor hour to uh well celebrate uh, their nuptials back in 72 on this day they married in uh, his New York apartment they announced their marriage at uh, Taylor's Radio City music Hall concert and uh, they had since put up um, interesting facts about uh, James and Carly uh, Bit of an abusive relationship, uh, and I'll uh, share just a couple of the pieces. Uh, he was a big drug addict, and they knew each other since childhood. And she had always predicted that she would marry James Taylor. And uh, an offer to cook led to a serious relationship and eventually a marriage. They produced two children. I don't know who they are or if they're successful, but uh, you know all that stuff can be found directly. with a five dollars subscription a month, fifty bucks a year, uh, or sixteen cents a day for sixteen hundred at rockoftalk.news Thanks everybody for uh, joining in that program. That was highly informative. Some sparks are certainly going to fly. It would be a, a huge mistake for Michelle Lujan Grisham, in my opinion, to address that. There's no doubt she will have to, given that you have the very credible Chris Ramirez. You know, I know him, have sat with him, have talked with him. You know, I was on the receiving end of his stuff as well. I want to let you know, I tweeted to him back directly. I said I gave him the option to come on air. Certainly, Thomas Grover came on air, anybody who could shed light on something like that. Because what we do want is we want fairness in the elections, right? Right, Democrats? Isn't that what we want? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren last night on The Late Show with Colbert.
1: She has the right to vote and to get that vote counted. That's the deal.
0: That's
1: how democracy
0: works. 299. There it is. Uh, that's how democracy works, folks. Uh, you get the questions ahead of time. You just kind of walk in and all of a sudden, you have all the answers. I believe uh, you know kids used to get, I believe, like half of St. Pius my senior year because they had all the answers to the test. Uh, got docked a half a grade or a full grade. I wasn't part of that whole shenanigan, but someone got the answers, shared it with everybody. I think out of 210 students, I believe 180 plus uh, all had a uh, their English grade docked by one letter or half a letter or something along those lines. Cheating is cheating, no matter how you do it. And Michelle Luhan Grisham clearly
4: cheated. More than half, 299 of Republicans are on the ballot this year who have questioned the integrity of our election or whether the previous election should be overturned. Right. That is one of the most chilling statistics I could possibly make.
1: Yes, it is. And it is because it truly corrodes the foundation of our democracy. Can Mm. it be walked
4: back because that idea with absolutely zero, not an iota, not a cork of evidence behind it has metastasized so widely under the pressure of the former president to get loyalty f- to the people who are running for office that... Can
0: you see how hard they're trying? I mean, not a cork, not, not an infinitesimal speck could possibly have uh, shown itself during the entire time, yet, yeah, you know, election, voting, everything has been all very questionable. The AP is all writing about this now. They're wanting hand counts in Nevada, in Arizona, and other places. We certainly know what has happened in Pennsylvania. We And I'm going to go through all of these things where this is all very questionable. And it deserves to be questioned because, look, she's been in power for four years. If we didn't question the debate, we, we, we certainly have to question the voting booth, I think.
4: In every state in the union, there's somebody running who believes that. Yes, it can or- be says they believe
1: it. Yes. Yeah. And that's a big difference. But yes, can be walked back. And here's how we walk it back. We walk it back by voting. And that's what happens over this next week.
0: The response is kind of tepid, right? I mean, it sort of lacks enthusiasm. Can you see through it? Can you feel that it's shallow, it's hollow, that they, they like, even the audience feels like they're, they're a little bit exposed. Like, woo, 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 woo. Like, you know, it's forced, right? A forced laugh, a forced joke. I don't really think, he was really laughing at my jokes. He didn't think me that funny. Well, we'll see if they invite us over again for dinner. And it turns out they don't because they can see right through. People are smart. People are smart. Why do Democrats think that people are not very smart? Why?
1: Iwillvote.com. Go to IWillVote.com oh. if you're not clear about where you vote or when you
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll take you there, right? And then we'll print out extra ballots, so uh, we'll get them sent out. You know, we'll have all, all sorts of dead people, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? That's basically what they happen. So I want to go back to the violence part, and I'm going to sort of tie all of this stuff together. Yesterday, Joe Biden, <laughs> literally, that's the, that the kung fu fighting is better than the Let's Go Brandon song. Just saying, you know, Let's go, Brandon, to, to Kung Fu fighting. Extreme MAGA Republicans, he says, aim to question not only the legitimacy of past elections, but elections being held now and into the future. The extreme MAGA element of the Republican Party, which is the minority of the party, as I said earlier, but is the driving force is trying to succeed where they failed in 2020. Oh, Joe, we are going to succeed. And Donald Trump will declare at the beginning of 2024. That is going to happen. It is a foregone conclusion. Trump then issued a statement after the speech yesterday outlining his arguments disputing the 2020 election results, including alleged vote counting stoppage on election night. We remember that. Wisconsin, Georgia, Michigan, and all of a sudden these votes just dropped. Arizona and Nevada, right? It's estimated there are more than 300 election deniers on the ballot all across America this year. You saw her saying that exactly that last night for the links all right there. But these people when they talk about democracy, they don't actually put it into action. Let's uh, go back, uh, shall we, since we're going back to 2018. I'm gonna take you back a little bit further to a New Mexico businessman who says he's not willing to work with Donald Trump supporters. Tessa Mentis uh, on the report nationally for NBC News. This got national attention. I'd like to know if this guy's still in business. Take a listen.
5: I believe that I have a moral obligation as a citizen of the United States and as a person of principle to stand up for what I think is right and stand up against injustice.
1: Matthew Blanchfield runs First in SEO, an Albuquerque-based internet marketing company, and he's making his case pretty clear in a blog post, writing, If
3: you are a Republican voted for Donald Trump, or support Donald Trump in any manner, you are not welcome at first in SEO, and we ask you to leave our firm.
0: Uh, this is all very questionable, right? I mean, that's a high level of discrimination, a prejudice, isn't it, right? Uh, of limitation, of we don't want to, so it's like, this is the type of person who would go to extreme lengths to win at any cost, to prove his point, his or her point, anybody who actually behaved like this, Right? And this was out on national news and proud to go ahead and put this on display because they feel so coddled and welcome here in the bluest of states, which is about to change.
5: I firm believe that we have elected uh, fascists as our next. Oh,
0: I believe that they were questioning uh, when well, they were questioning the election back in 2016. We just elected fascists. Do you know what fascists are, sir? You understand what fascists are? Should I go back to my definition I put out yesterday? I think I will. But Blanchfield admits there's no real means for weeding out these unwelcomed clients. He actually hopes they'll come forward on their own and then get out. And he's certainly not worried about the loss of business.
5: The expense financially is, um, to me, immaterial. Um, Morality, justice, and doing what's correct far supersedes financial gain for me.
0: Wow. How has that worked out? Uh, anybody want to go check the first in uh, SEO? I'd love to know how that is. Uh, by the way, uh, Mr. Blanchford, Blanchard, what, whatever your name happens to be, uh, the definition of fascism is not a far right-wing authoritarian, ultra-nationalist political ideology of movement, uh, according to Google. No, what it actually is, and defined by the University of California, at Los Angeles, where they have uh, a young man who has done uh, a complete and total study of fascism, the way of organizing society in which a government ruled by a dictator like Joe Biden and the Democrats control the lives of the people, right, with COVID and forced vaccinations and forced lockdowns, right, Michelle Lujan Grisham, in which people are not allowed to disagree with the government. Isn't that exactly what we've had? And this is why they're getting so much pushback. This is what you have at the 11th hour when desperation sets in. And you have nothing else to do but just hold on to sort of that last branch, that last pole that will hopefully keep you anchored and keep you from dropping into that vast ocean of nihilism, of nothingness, because that is exactly where the Democrats are going because that's who they are. They stand for nothing. They represent nothing. They enable absolutely everything. And that's where they deserve to be after all this. We're trying to get to 250 years. We have that anniversary in four years. Are we going to get there? I told you that a couple of years ago. It's going to take everything. I just didn't know that we were going to go ahead and have to cross this particular line to do it. Folks, New Mexico is practically ground zero for all this. I've got the most interesting story from 88 years ago to talk about the most distinguished senator. And no, I'm not talking about Pete Domenici, but a man by the name of Dennis Chavez who I, up until reading this particular article, had the utmost respect for, thought he got in in the most legitimate ways. But back then in 1935, he was also crying about the fact that, oh, the Republican was illegitimately elected. That Republican happened to open the Santa Fe, New Mexico newspaper. Okay, And you're going to learn about him and you haven't learned this lesson. And in my opinion, there's only been two. One man who walked on the moon. We celebrate that December 13th of this year, 50 years Uh, Ago today, a go on December 13th. And of course, Pete Domenici. And aside from that, it's that man who also got elected back then. Back in three, you and me in the keyboard. Oh, fire and rain james taylor he wasn't uh wasn't that devoted to uh carly there she des- she deserved better there's no doubt about it wedding back on this day in 1972 they welcomed as i stated before two children uh sally born in 74 of january and then ben sally and ben in january of 77 looks like uh you know they got going at a certain time of the year i guess that would be march i, I don't know why i like doing that i just you know state the obvious Carly Simon and James Taylor were a musical power couple and then things eventually took a turn in their marriage and we'll pick it up there in the next break it's a Carly Simon James Taylor 505 in the 505 I uh, don't forget folks you can get all the notes directly at rockoftalk.news that's rockoftalk.news I asked Chris Ramirez to go ahead and come on air uh, whenever he is ready um, don't, don't not sure if he will actually uh, take up the opportunity, and not sure that Michelle Lujan Grisham for now. What do we call that? That's got to be called a gate. Something send me in, uh, whatever gate that is. I'll give you a free membership to rockoftalk.news for the year. The best one uh, will get that, and uh, it's got to be a good one. I need at least 10 entries, and I want you to call that what would what, that be called? Debate gate. Oh, I already took that one, so you can't go there. So, Let's see what we get, if it's going to be called the debate gate or what. Five years ago on this day, Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, the moon of Kentucky, keep on shining, suffered five broken ribs in an attack by a longtime next door neighbor as Paul did yard work at his home. Renee Bobby Boucher, Renee it's, it's Boucher, uh, pleaded guilty to assaulting Rand Paul and was sentenced to 30 days in prison. Uh, how come we don't talk about that? That's definitely violent. So, you know, uh, come on, Nancy, transparency, democracy. Uh, You know, I'd like to know that uh, you're going to go ahead and release uh, those videos. Well, the cameras didn't malfunction. I can't remember where I heard that before. Oh, yeah. Should we go back to uh, August the 13th of uh, the year of our Lord, uh, 2019, when uh, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself, but the cameras definitely malfunctioned. Uh, Cameras did malfunction during the Paul Pelosi assault. That's from PolitiFact. The investigation continues. CBS News writing Paul Pelosi attack. Pelosi house break-in, caught on security camera, sources say, but they will not allow the cameras to come out. Suspect in Paul Pelosi attack awoke him standing over his bedside, according to documents. So a uh, uh, PolitiFact also pushing out uh, this and denying this uh, right now, saying that the Pelosi's aren't withholding surveillance videos. So I have to ask, why haven't we seen this? Okay, well, They're trying to pin this in the 11th hour. This is all January 6th. It's violence. We covered all that stuff before. They tried to gaslight us. You know, Obama's crying about the okadoke on Saturday. Uh, Warnock talking about the very same things. You got Elizabeth Warren. You have uh, Hillary Clinton coming out and talking about that. Let's not forget what happened in the Epstein case, right? Jailers failed to preserve the security video linked to Jeffrey. Nobody had died in that jail in like 20 or 30 years. The closed caption TV was erased later on, admittedly, about a year later, by quote-unquote technical errors, okay? The two broken cameras outside the cell were studied by who? The jail? Would that be an independent third party? No, that would be the FBI. That's right. The FBI in on uh, Nancy Pelosi's stuff, the FBI in on Hunter Biden's laptop, the FBI also in on the study of the broken cameras outside the cell of Jeffrey Epstein, where they had a, a, a malfunction. So, always something with these guys. Should, should we trust them yet? When do, we try, when do we trust these Democrats to do anything? Who's trusting them? When you have a monopoly on the media, right? and I'm one little sliver within this uh, media landscape, right? I mean, this is a sliver on the AM side of the dial that went after my intent. All these types of things happen, right? Like, oh, did you, you set that up? You set this up? I didn't set any of this stuff up. I don't have time. I do it all myself, right? Top to bottom. I don't have time for those types of shenanigans. I run my station. I plug it in. I get on air. I do everything top to bottom, right? I don't have time to create and manufacture these types of events. Plus, I don't have that type of, um, uh, what do you call that? That level of manipulation? I don't know what else to call that. Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi, by the way, he's got an interesting connection to Uh, Tony and I, you might want to look into that. Tony and I, Paul Pelosi on the other side of that mountain, next to King Ranch, next to Epstein. Yeah, they had a uh, water company that never produced any water. How does that go? People disappeared with that too. Uh, But Tony's what, 80 some odd years of age? Not good. So here's what they tried to do with us. They tried to pin all of this, pin the tail on the donkey. They tried to pin all of this on the MAGA Republicans. This is why all of this failed. So nobody believes the media when it comes to hands up, don't shoot, right? Justy Smollett, right? We, got, we got that. The, uh, the KKK kids, Covington, remember up in Washington, D.C.? Uh, Nick and those guys got, you know, a windfall of hundreds of millions of dollars. How about the uh, global warming hoax? Uh, Russia bounties, the Russia collusion. Rittenhouse, right, they try to go after him. Trump trashes the, uh, uh, the troops. No, that didn't happen. He actually showed up on Christmas Day one time. How about uh, <laughs> Bubba, right? The noose on NASCAR, right? Remember that? That whole thing came out. Uh, how about the uh, border agents in cages or the border agents whipping illegals? Yeah. Policemen killed uh, peaceful January 6th uh, protests and all that stuff. The truth about January 6th, subscribe uh, at epic times. There's another reason why they failed to do it. The same media idiots also botched the early reporting. They told us there was a the third person in the Pelosi home at the time of the alleged assault. That all fell through, right? How about more people not believing the media, according to Breitbart? Paul Pelosi's alleged attack is a leftist. Turns out he's an illegal immigrant, right, from Canada, uh, from, Canada from the other side. The legal alien taking advantage of California's sanctuary policies, and he's also a drug-addicted loon, David pup. beginning with the sky was indeed MAGA, right? (laughs) That does not sound like MAGA. And then here's all of this. There's the violence that they advocate for, right? Keeping us out, democracy, et cetera, et cetera. Look at all of these various things. As I just read you, the Rand Paul five years ago, God is constantly working, folks. He's showing you everything. He's showing you the details. It's up to me to just go ahead and reveal and basically vertically integrate this stuff and show it to you. Bette Midler. Jim Cramer called Nancy Pelosi. Crazy Nancy to her face. This is from Bette Midler. Then said he was just in- intimating Trump. Nancy should punch him in the teeth and say she was just imitating Rand Paul's neighbor. That's on September 15th, 2020. How about this from uh, Rachel Windeman, Dear Rand Paul's neighbor. We see you, bro. We see you. Oh, a little intimidation there from the left. How about uh, Richard Marks? Not so uh, melodious anymore. My wish for 2021 is that Rand Paul's neighbor moves next door to Ted Cruz. Oh, that's nice. He was a terrible singer with a bad mullet. Jezebel, Dr. Fauci knocks Senator Rand Paul back so hard. You think he was Rand Paul's neighbor? Look at them getting off on this. How about Tom Arnold? Boy, the big liberal. Uh, By the way, happy 70th birthday to his uh, ex-wife, Roseanne Barr, who is uh, 10 times the uh, person she was. I don't mean physically. I mean, that woman stayed in show business for 30 years. Uh, Bad uh, (laughs) Star-Spangled Banner and all. Tom Arnold says, I don't think we could pay Rand Paul's neighbor enough money to live next to Ted Cruz. Wow. Angry, mean people. George Takai, the gay Star Trek guy. Admit it. These days, we all sort of wish we had been Rand Paul's neighbor. How about uh, Tony Pozaninski? Friendly reminder that Rand Paul's neighbor was right about everything. Wow, Keith Olbermann, uh, the man I probably hate the most in all of media. One of the reasons why is I grew up on SportsCenter. Love Dan Patrick, DP. He was good on the station for a long time. Today we are all Rand Paul's neighbor. Keith Olbermann writes, Rand's neighbor 2020. Molly Jong-Fast and finally, Christine Pelosi. Rand Paul's neighbor was right. So all that stuff is out there, folks, and it's all dishonest. Top to bottom. I showed you, and guess who's getting canceled over at uh, CNN? The guy, I can't even remember his name. I played his stuff from two days ago, gaslighting everybody, telling everybody that, oh, it's the right that's going to be coming after you. Look at this political violence, and we're starting to talk about assassinations of president, like just ridiculous stuff, right? Like stuff that we're not even thinking of. It wouldn't even cross our minds, but they're thinking it, and they're projecting it on you. This is called, uh, <clears throat> what is it called? A progr- it, Constructive programming. I don't know. I talked about it the the other day when I was uh, w- right before uh, Ground Zero also talked about predictive program, The same type of thing so that you put it out there so that the expectation can be lessened, right? That when it finally does happen, it's like you were already expecting, oh, I knew it was going to happen and you're not going to react as much, thereby allowing society to go ahead and be a little bit more controlled. It used to be the case and then You'd get a case where you weren't anticipating something, as in the Rodney King riots back in 1992, and all of a sudden, the whole entire town burns down. That's not what they want. They want this to be a controlled burn. On Sunday morning, meet the press. Target of violence is not new in American politics. Meet the press writes. 11 U.S. presidents have been direct targets of assassin. They're going on the same line. But since 2016 election, the number of recorded threats against members of Congress has increased more than tenfold to 9,625 last year. What are they talking about? Only leftists. Who are they making it, it happen in mainstream media? Only leftists. They aren't talking about uh, Rand Paul. They aren't talking about the other congressmen that were shot on the mushball field uh, as they were playing on the lawn in in Washington, D.C. They're not talking about the threats, including the one today where there was a call in to mar lago We'll pick it up there when we return here in the key our last segment for hour two just for you on AM1600K, IVABQ.FM, rockuptalk.com.
1: I know nothing stays the same, but if you're willing to play the game, it's coming around again. So don't mind if I fall apart, it's more than a
0: What a lovely woman. I mean, that music, straight from the heart, she's gorgeous. That big, beautiful smile of hers and some of the best music uh, straight out of the 70s. Carly Simon marrying James Taylor on this day. And uh, since we last picked up with the uh, couple that was uh, married on this day back in 72, uh, look what happened to them. Not good. Uh, Fire and rain came as uh, things eventually took a turn in their marriage. James Taylor's drug addiction put a wall up between them and their relationship was plagued by James's infidelities. That's right. But uh, they finally separated, thankfully, in 1981 because Carly was tortured. She remained steadfast in her commitment to uh, James, um, but she has now claimed that James no longer speaks to her. That's got to be a tough co-parenting situation. Those kids were also pretty young. What was that? That'd be four and five uh, years of age. James Taylor actually barely mentioned her in his audio memoir, and guess where she lives? She continues to live in the home that they once shared. Carly Simon uh, there for the hour, and uh, just like a uh, good person, she has admitted that she still loves the uh, father of her children, uh, James Taylor. So very interesting stuff. So James Taylor, Carly Simon, uh, who knows, Uh, and a nice picture there as well as a nice Easter egg uh, directly underneath uh, about her memoir called Boys in the Trees. It's a book memoir by Carly Simon uh, released back in 2015. So check it out. Rockoftalk.news. We've got some entries, folks. Uh, we don't have enough yet, but I'm going to start reading them off so you guys can avoid uh, all of that uh, uh, rep- repetition, if you will. Uh, MLG debate leak. Okay. Uh, saying what it is. ML- MLG. not Not the most creative, but definitely good. How about, uh, Batesgate? I like that. That's uh, a You guys like that? Uh, I think that's pretty good. Uh, chili gate. Yeah. Little New Mexico flavor there. I think that's pretty good. Also good. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to save that one for the end. Cause it's so good. Um, how about midget gate? <laughs> Ooh, the bait We've already got uh, that in. Let's see. That's uh, that's it. Well, I need uh four more entries here before we, uh, And he's so hypocritical. He can refuse business because what a person stands for. But bakeries and photographers can't refuse service to gays and lesbians because it's against their belief. There you go. Thanks for calling that out. Remember that the Colorado uh, wedding cake baker, right? Nothing else needs to be said. I'll say it. I hate them for what those represent living in our country. Those are the ones who are treasonous to the Constitution. They need to move to a Marxist, Leninist, Orwellian country. Yeah, that's exactly correct. As you've said yourself, if we don't vote these people out of office, move to the state that represents our constitution. My dad's not waiting. He's having a house built in North Carolina as we speak and moving there next year. Next, my brother retires from APD next year. He's moving with his wife and kids to a constitutional conservative state. Sad state of affairs uh, in our state and in our country. Eddie, you're absolutely killing Oompa Loompa Gate. Oh, that was the one, huh? You guys like that Oompa Loompa Gate? I like Midget Gate. I like Oompa Loompa Gate. Those are both pretty good. Uh, three more I need. You're killing it, Eddie. I haven't researched it yet, but what does the forensic science say about the hammer blow to the head? Folks, I could not survive a hammer blow to the head. One hit of a hammer, I'm dead. Same with all of you. Your skull cannot bear that type of impact. Even if it's slight, even if it's like about that hard, maybe a speed of a small swing, it would still crack your skull with a a sharp steel hammer, okay?
3: K.O.B. gate,
0: oh boy! Oh boy, cooking with grease right there! Ooh, calling it out, right? Cameraman gate, uh, that's pretty good. Really, I would imagine even a ball hammer with enough blunt force trauma would kill the average male, no less than 82 year old male. So much BS. K.O.B. gate, it's not her fault, it's their fault. Oh yeah, I can see them coming out, oompa loompa gate. Let's see what else. You guys keep going. Keep going, keep going. Demogate. Right, Democrats. There we go. I like that. <sighs> now that MLG has given the public a glimpse of her documented cheating, Ronchetti most likely beat Ben Ray Lujan as well. Justice is coming, I know, Justice is coming. Like Tombstone, right? Right, Doc Holiday. Boy, that's, that's one of my favorite movies. You guys got to go down to Tombstone. It's great. This is a very long text. I don't know if I can get it. Uh, in 2020, the fix was in when Pelosi started the talking point when President Trump loses the election and won't leave, we'll carry him out. I don't remember that. After the media kept asking him, if you lose, will you leave the White House? For me, red flags immediately went up, as they did again last night. When Biden used his speech to blast election deniers, therefore further stirring the kettle of hate and instigating the leftist balloons, violent side men, insinuating that we are the threat to democracy and preparing us for longer count times. So, they can even rig the election. Even in Albuquerque, before the polls open, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver started drumming up unfounded concerns of having more greatly needed. She has a whole entire Secretary of State's page directly, uh, that is directly addressing this, by the way. She's ahead of the curve. That's the great thing about uh, this one good thing that Republicans need to learn from Democrats, and we are. which is why I'm telling you this is a foregone conclusion. They need to prepare their postpartum speeches when they all leave office. Okay? So I'm doing the assumed close here which is generally what a lot of Democrats already do, right? Once again, stirring the pot against the citizens, stepping up to have more involvement and oversee and peacefully protect our elections, she writes. Everyone should be embracing this, unless you have something to hide people are even watching ballot boxes to protect votes there. This is happening all over the U.S. Now the media propaganda is discrediting and painting innocent observers as vigilantes. Even Jen Easterly, the director of the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, further stoking those fires. She told CBS that it's a very complex threat environment right now. You have cyber threats, you have insider threats, you have rampant disinformation. Yes, very worryingly, you have threats of harassment, intimidation, and violence against election officials, polling places and voters. These are gaslighting them. Let's be really clear, he said. It has to stop. Yes, Democrats, you need to stop. I would agree with that. Democrats reek of desperation to keep power they never even earned. They are ruthless lying cheats. Ruthless is exactly the word. Uh, they will stop at nothing. They don't have a uh, bottom line, right? When 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 they when we go low, they go even lower. That's that's what they go. Shillgate, I like that one. Elon discovered that Twitter had more fake bots than Twitter accounts. Biden never had all the Twitter followers as to leading up to the twenty twenty election. Chalupa Oh, Chalupa <laughs> That's pretty good. Doobie is a disgrace. On the bright side, even though MLG accepted the advantage of knowing debate questions prior, Ronchetti still beat her. With the fake news media and social media and Democrat leaders back pocket, we the people need to flood the polls and end the destruction of our democracy by our own president, our governor, and all the cronies. Vote Mark Ronchetti. Now that MLG has given the public glimpse of a documented cheating, Ronchetti, most likely beat Ben Ray Lujan. Same texture. Okay, so we got Demogate. Uh, that's, that's there. Uh, Eddie, if there was a love tap with the hammer, they were acting out of fantasy, and oop, um not for publication. I picked up Carly at the Syracuse Airport. I'll leave it there. Okay, I'll read that. Thank you for the right. MLG should be voted out. We are voting tonight. Yeah, get your asses out there, folks. NM Media Gate. I like the NM Media Gate. NM Newsgate. That's pretty good too. I like KOB Gate because it calls them out and it's very direct. Chill gate. And it would also prevent that from ever happening anywhere else ever again. Uh, but Chalupa boy, oh, that uh, that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. You want to tell me what the best one is out of all those? I really like Midget Gate, as you guys uh, all know. Oompa Loompa Gate, I like that one. She looks just like one. Oh, that's, I don't know if that's gonna carry though. We're gonna get hard hard to get carry out of that. Uh, guarantee Joe Monahan's probably listening right now. So someone's gonna pick this up and write about it, and they're gonna take that and they're gonna run with it. So let's see what they do. Oh, Eddie, no one plays music like you do. Love it. That was my song. My friend sang at my wedding almost fifty years ago. Oh, that's beautiful. There's a Judy and Rhea rancho. I love her. Eddie, Donna Brazil from my debate questions to Clinton in twenty sixteen. Darn right they cheat. Yep, and they did it in twenty eighteen as well. Eddie, hey, just to let you know, Gibson at university is shut down. Guessing all thanks to Yep, let's go Joe Biden, right? Uh let's go Brandon. got us sing that to Kung Fu fighting. If Paul was properly trained, Rand Paul in self defense, he would have been able to defend himself. Yep. KOB gate is the winner. I'm getting multiple KOB gates. Uh, Eddie, during the second debate, MLG was blinking her eyes a mile a minute, which is a sign of high stress. If she had questions in advance, I don't think she would be have blinking so much. Ooh, Charles, uh, Charles administering a little bit of justice there, trying to keep it even. Yeah, all the money going to Ketty, She said, I didn't think she was in a dead heat. All right. Um,
3: yeah, that is
0: uh, the previous previous texture said, wow, Steve Bannon just interviewed Audrey Trujillo in the war room and said he was in a dead heat in a race for secretary of state. He's interviewed her two times. You know how many times I've interviewed Audrey Trujillo? Zero. You know how much money is put on by a Republican candidate? Zero. There's almost no commercials whatsoever other than what Rudy has put up. Folks, if you want to get noticed, you want to be out in front and want to be pushed out you're not someone who's going to be advanced to the cause of a libertarian sheriff, or even libertarian candidates, folks, this is the radio station to come. Between what I have in the morning, between Blaze, Glenn Beck, Clay, Buck, Kennedy, me, Bill O'Reilly, and then our overnight stuff, folks, this is where you want to be. You hear the top of the hour news, you hear all of that. If you're a candidate who's running in the future, especially for 2024, I'd love to interview you. Uh, I know that you're afraid of me and you're afraid of maybe the questions and some of the things that I might say. But at the end of the day, you get a fair shake, and everybody knows that. Hours through you and me in the Kiva. Live, 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday, The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. You can never know what it's
1: like. Your blood like winter is just like ice. There's a cold and lonely night. Shines from you You wind up like the wreck you hide Behind that mask you use and Did you think the smoke will never win? Well look at me, I'm coming back again I got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know what well, I'm still standing You just fade away Don't you know I'm still standing Better than I ever did Looking like a true survivor Feeling like a little kid all this time. you all the i'm still sad yeah, yeah, yeah. 606 in the 505
0: with more 411 here for the 3rd hour I'm Eddie year on the Rock of Talk on AM 600 at FM Rock of Talk dot com, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Stitcher SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you wish to podcast on delay and uh download the free apps that I made at rock of tv rock of and of course, rock of talk news. I think uh folks, we have ourselves a winner. That is right, winner, winner, chicken dinner for the one that came up with KOB Gate. Uh there it is. It looks like KOB is going to be trying to address this. Uh let me uh kind of uh, get back to the first couple of hours, so much telling us about what's gonna happen on Tuesday. This is the last time you'll see uh, Joe Biden as President inside Albuquerque. Uh, you can you can count on that, right? You can take it to the bank. Isn't that what uh, Pelosi said?, uh, it is gonna be an absolute uh, bloodbath uh, come Tuesday in a number of different ways. Uh, you know, House races, Senate races, And uh, I'm not advocating violence when I say bloodbath. And then, of course, gubernatorial races. Uh, As we scale across the country, let's start from the executive branches first of uh, various states, uh, which, in my opinion, are going to include states like New York. Yes, Zeldin getting in, I think, there. Michigan, Tudor Dixon there. Pennsylvania, that is uh, a real chance. Uh, That's a slim chance, but it's a real chance. Oz has a better chance in the Senate than the gubernatorial uh, race there. Georgia coming back this way. And my favorite, Kerry Lake. In Arizona, and uh, let's of course go for our local guy, Mark Ronchetti. Uh He is out on the road. He'll be back the night before the election, next Monday night from six to eight. It's going to be out on Carmel Avenue, sixty-seven something or other. Make sure that you guys get out there, celebrate, and uh, get all ready for your Tuesday that is six days from now. Uh, this is this evening, six to seven thirty p.m. at the RNC Hispanic Community Center. Head out there right now. Go see Yvette Harrell. She is taking on all sorts of water. Uh, from those negative YouTube ads. I'm so sick of looking at Vasquez's face, uh, even though you can now see it since he's not the coward hiding behind, saying he isn't who he says he is uh, behind that mask. Oh, he's going down. Uh, he could be as up by as much. She could be as up by as much as 14. Uh, they've had it as close as 2 to 3% uh, with Vasquez ahead in the latest Sanderhoff poll, uh, 47-45 on Sunday. That's gaslighting. I think Sanderhoff uh, might be gone uh, after this. Yes, I'm pulling for Jeremy Gay too. Uh, I certainly hope that he gets in, especially after all the things that Roll Torres has done in the city of Albuquerque. He's not keeping the city of Albuquerque safe. Why would you advance him to the attorney general's office? So uh, he is a nice enough guy. Um, I know the people who put his commercials together. They're the ones that put my commercials together. Yvette Harrell, Commitment to America tour tonight, six to seven 30 PM at the RNC Hispanic community center. Uh, also, you'll have uh, Ant Thornton and Jeremy Gay over there. 6205 Central, 6205 Central Avenue Northwest, 87105. One more time until 7.30 tonight. RNC Hispanic Community Center, 6205 Central Avenue, uh, 87105. Sorry, my eyesight is starting to get bad and focus so much uh, on the computer these days. So, uh, by the way, on this day, Elton John announced at a London performance that he was retiring from concerts, however, in 1977. He started before me again two years later in 1979. Folks, my TikTok is reactivated. I'm back uh, in the game, still standing on their TikTok. You can find me there at Rock of Talk. You can find me at Twitter at The Rock of Talk. The Rock of Talk. I'm the only one that's allowed to have a Rock of Talk. And, of course, we're on Telegram as well. And you can find it at Rock of Talk. And you can watch all of that there, not to mention all of our apps uh, as well. All right, so a lot of preamble to kick off uh, hour number 3, but we're going to pick it up uh, from there with more videos, more cheating, more of the democrats getting exposed and um the question is for you, what do you trust more? As you heard Paul Pelosi at the top of the hour, he is getting out of hospital, so that's good. Hope wish him a speedy recovery. Um but is there a recovery after all? Um you know, it's like back in 1986 is Ferris Bueller's day off. You just have Sloan Peterson, Sloan Peterson, just to have him produce a body. And I was like, "What?" Uh, but we almost feel like we have to ask for that. Now the evidence wasn't there. You won't show the cameras, all those types of things. Like we don't trust the media anymore. Okay. But do you trust the 2020 election results more with the Pelosi assault? That's what I'd like to know. That's the question uh, for all of you. All right. So, This is Joe Biden yesterday. Take a listen on his way out, uh, trying to convince you, saying that there's no election in our history that can be more certain of its results than the 2020 election. Are you convinced? If you're not convinced by the media, are you convinced by Joe Biden?
3: The great irony about the 2020 election is that it's the most attacked election in our history. And yet, and yet, there's no election in our history that we can be more certain of its results every legal challenge that could have been brought was brought every recount that could have been undertaken was undertaken every recount confirmed the results
0: all right well uh he can certainly say that uh if he wants but there's a jury still out on all this and there's a reason why uh just the news uh wrote about this uh, earlier today talking about 12 election irregularities house republicans are investigating ahead of midterms now don't forget when we bring in our new House uh, Republican majority, along with the new Speaker of the House, which is going to be Mr. McCarthy. And then you're going to have uh, Donald Trump declare, and DeSantis will be waiting in the wings, and he'll be ready. And we're going to string this out. That's the way that this uh, whole thing is going to work, uh, folks. OK. There are 12 election irregularities that adjust the news. And I love uh, what John Solomon is doing over there. Uh, he's great. I'm glad he's featured a number of different places. He's on Hannity in as much as he's on Steve Bannon, and I think all of that is uh, certainly good. But he outlines all of these, uh, complete with chapter and verse and references. Let me get through these very quickly in the last minute and a half uh, before we uh, cut to break. Okay. Progressive organizations seeking to elect Democrats on October 10th letter to Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson. Lawmaker signals their concern that the city's privately funded, government-sponsored partisan get-out-the-vote effort endorses being run by a progressive organization seeking to elect Democrats. That's one. On June 3rd, letters were sent to three separate counties addressing issues of the electronic poll books in both Rockingham, North Carolina, and Berks County, Pennsylvania. The EPBs, as they're called, were inoperable for extended period of time during the 2022 primary elections, which caused the Pennsylvania County to extend polling hours. That's an irregularity. How about three? April 21st of this year, a letter to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, you might remember him from the uh, Donald Trump 2020, Davis and Representative Virginia Fox raised concern about voter education for Atlantic Public Schools high school students conducted by Stacey Abrams, New New Georgia Project, in coordination with the Rock the Vote. The relevant lesson plan, lawmakers wrote, citing a Fox News report, taught students that voter identification laws are restrictive and making voting more difficult and that policies limiting flexible voting options Like mail-in voting restrict people's freedom to vote. And finally, in Georgia, June 3rd of this year, Macon-Bibb County, Davis noted that early ballots were legally tabulated. That's right. During the primary election, prompting him to inquire about the security of the early tabulated results. We'll pick it up from there with uh, the last uh, seven of those. We'll also address why lawmakers want this to be the last time we turn back the clocks. We'll do that to finish up the hour here in the Kiva, back in three.
1: a break open, so much you can't hide. Put all a little makeup, makeup. Make sure they get your good side, good side. If the word's unspoken, get stuck in your throat. Send a treasure token, token. Ride it on a pound note, pound note.
0: 619 here in the Kiva. Happy birthday to Adamant. That's right. Uh, also uh 68 years old today. Dennis Miller, 69. Also have uh, Lulu, You, sir would love 74 today. And a win uh, you might notice uh, her from uh, the Devil Wars Prada. Uh, maybe one of the good things that Meryl Streep actually did was that role. I enjoyed it uh, tremendously. She's 73. She's also the editor of Vogue magazine, where there's a little Easter egg there from Vogue magazine as well. As uh, we say, goodbye, Joe. Me gotta go. Me o mayo. The little jambalaya as uh, Joe heads out of uh, Burque. Is that, did, did they tell him to say Burke? I wonder if that. The little uh, Easter egg uh, comes underneath the regional wire news briefs that is there with Michelle Lujan Grisham. Uh, this one published August the 19th, 2020. New Mexico Governor Lu- Michelle Lujan Grisham on the DNC, the intense VP vetting process and serving in a Biden cabinet. Now, let me just go ahead and uh, pull this uh, little gem out of here, a nugget, right? You know those little nuggets about whether or not she really wanted the job or that's not really, she just wanted to serve the good people of New Mexico. No, it turns out she actually uh, really wanted the job, uh, much like. Uh, the aforementioned uh, Stacey Abrams. That's right. She says, well, good, then that should be a relatable experience for you as you work to identify your running mate, she told Joe Biden. I was really proud of Stacey Abrams, who said, of course, I want that job. I want every job that puts me in a position to lead. She says, I ran for the job where I thought I could make the biggest difference for the country, being a good governor, because particularly now in addressing the pandemic, she writes in August of 2020. So it wasn't something I was seeking, but that experience, as painful as it is, have to go through your entire life, everything that you did well, everything that you know now. Question is a remarkable thing. Uh, question about, I read that you didn't know VP Joe Biden very well before. What did you learn about him in the process? What did you learn about him, governor? That he's the genuine deal. I told his story during the vetting process. My fiance is a proud Hispanic. His name is Mani Cordova. Former Republican, by the way. He thought that hard work, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, no. Was somehow a Republican philosophy Although how I fell in love with him is the guy has every Democratic value. He's a Republican. So uh, there it is, a nice little Easter egg that you'll find at rockoftalk.news. Free membership going out to the winner of the uh, KOB gate. That's what we're going to go ahead and call that. Uh, Got several votes after that all came in. We appreciate everybody from midget gate to demo gate to all of those uh, that are in between. Uh, Good and bad taste. uh, Oompa Loompa gate. uh, (laughs) Chalumpa gate. That was... uh, when you put a CH in front of it, it just automatically makes it uh, <clears throat> what it is, chubby, right? Uh, chubby chubby chaser. All right, uh, 550, 50, 500. Let's uh, continue with this. That was kind of lowbrow, but what am I going to do? All right, so I want you to know who Bronson Cutter is because we're talking about cheating, cheating in elections, okay? Bronson Cutter, if you never heard of him, he owned the Santa Fe New Mexican. You have to ask yourself, why didn't you know about him? Now, we constantly are throwing out, you know, been run by Republicans for 88 years, for 90 years. I mean, by Democrats for 88, 90 years. Okay, And I go to this article that is just, you know, an encyclopedic article. It's at Senate.gov. And I want you to listen very carefully and very closely. Okay? Because our most decorated, most well-remembered, I'm going to, you guys can see the rest of that uh, story on the uh, seven different uh, election fraud things that are being investigated. You can find that at rockoftalk.news and become a subscriber, five bucks uh, a month, 50 50 bucks a year, 16 cents a day. I want to get to this. Campaign irregularities, February 23rd, 1935. Referred to committee February 25th, 1935. Background. The New Mexico senatorial election campaign of 1934 pitting Republican incumbent Bronson M. Cutting against Democratic House member Dennis Chavez could be one of the closest and most bitter in that state's turbulent political history. Folks, you will find this endlessly fascinating. With 30% of the state's residents on relief as a consequence of the deepening Great Depression, both contestants ran on similar platforms, stressing aid to farmers and small businessmen. Yet their personalities and background could not have been more dissimilar. Republican Bronson Cutting, born to great wealth and educated in Groton and Harvard, moved to New Mexico in 1910 at the age of 22 to be cured of tuberculosis. Many people moved here during that time. A classmate and friend of Franklin D. Roosevelt, by the way. Cutting established his political base as owner of the influential Santa Fe New Mexican. The dynamic politician emerged as a progressive reformer who developed a strong following among the state's large Hispanic voting bloc and growing population of laborers in New Mexico's eastern oil fields. Pointed to the Senate in 27 to fill a vacancy Cutting then won re-election or won election to a full, full term in 1928. In contrast to Cutting, Chavez spent his early years struggling against the political barriers of poverty and the prejudice of the state's political elite against his Hispanic origins. During the 1920s, he tirelessly worked his way into the confidence of New Mexico's democratic hierarchy. In the 1930s, was rewarded with the services and party loyalty with the nomination to New Mexico's only seat in the House of Representatives. Wow. Chavez easily defeated the Republican opponent and won re-election two years later by a wide margin. As a result, by 1934, Dennis Chavez had become his party's most potent political force in New Mexico. Meanwhile, the progressive Bronson Cutting, Republican, had endorsed Roosevelt in 1932, a Democrat, and supported the New Deal. In doing so, he severed his tie to the Republican Party, Old Guard, conservative power structure, and built a potent coalition that included Hispanic Americans and moderate Republicans. During the 1934 campaign, however, Chavez as the Democratic candidate gained both the endorsement of President Roosevelt and the support of the National Democratic Party, which supplied money and prominent speakers, as most Democrats get here in the state. Cutting, for his part, portrayed Chavez as representing the conservative moneyed power structure of the state. And he would be right. Now, here we go. Although Democrat Chavez ran a strong race, Republican Cutting's personal popularity carried him to a narrow 1,261 vote victory. We're probably going to go to a recount in our own gubernatorial race next week. When the state canvassing board met in 1934 of December, Chavez filed a formal complaint. The Democrat filed a former complaint charging voting irregularities in five of the state's 31 counties. We now have 33. In San Miguel County, according to Chavez, many votes had been cast by persons who were unregistered, underage, repeat voters, convicts, aliens, or insane. Wow, Dennis. Look at that. He requested that all the returns be thrown out in precincts where unregistered voters had participated. As every Democrat does. They always allege cheating. Cutting responded, the Republican, that the state canvassing board had no authority to throw out any of the votes. When the board agreed and prepared to declare Cutting the winner, Dennis Chavez petitioned the state Supreme Court to force the board to exclude the unregistered votes. The court, however consisting of four Democrats and one Republican, voted three to two to support the board's action and on December 31st of 34, Cutting received a certificate of election. Even they didn't think. On January 3rd of 1935, four days later, he presented the certificate to the Senate and took his oath for a second term. But not to be deterred, seven weeks later, Democrat Dennis Chavez on February 23rd of 1935 filed a petition with the U.S. Senate Disputing the validity of Cutting's election and requesting a recount. Our most decorated Democrat senator. He apparently hoped that the overwhelming Democratic majority in the Senate would vote to unseat Cutting. The petition alleged, he was counting on the U.S. Senate to do it. The petition alleged undue influence, deception, and intimidation of voters, and the unlawful use of money, and a fraudulent, wrongful, and unlawful conduct of various and sundry persons who were election judges, clerks, and counting judges, challengers, and party workers in and about said general election. Boy, Dennis Chavez accusing everybody of cheating. Specifically, Dennis Chavez charged that illegal votes had been counted for cutting. While many legal votes for the challenger were not counted, The Senate referred the matter to the Committee on Privileges and Elections. Here's where it gets interesting. On March 25th of 1935, Republican Cutting formally moved to dismiss the challenge. Complaining the charges were untrue, the petition was deceptive and ambiguous. The contest was a fishing expedition, and Dennis Chavez had failed to exhaust his remedy in the state courts. Back in New Mexico, the legislature created a committee of Democrats to investigate the election. This is four months after the election, folks. Five months after the election. What am I talking about? While Cutting's lawyers were busily seeking evidence on his behalf, as well as any indication of voting fraud by the Democrats. In February, the Legislative Investigating Committee reported that it had found a number of irregularities in the election and recommended some changes in the state's election code to prevent some violations. The committee, however, took no position in the outcome of the Cutting-Chavez race. So finally, the response came from the U.S. Senate. April 10th, 1935. Remember, dominated by Democrats. The Senate Committee on Privileges and Elections held a hearing on Cutting's dismissal motion and decided to drop Chavez's charges of illegal use of money and unlawful expenditures, thereby vindicating Republican Cutting. The committee directed Cutting to prepare a formal response to the allegations of conspiring to have illegal votes counted for him and legal votes not counted for Chavez. Cutting, therefore, flew back to New Mexico to determine the accuracy of the disputed voting lists. On his return trip to Washington on May 6, 1935, the senator, Republican Cutting, was killed when his plane crashed in a dense fog at Atlanta, Missouri. Less than a week later, New Mexico's Democratic governor, that's right, the Mexico Democratic Governor, appointed Democrat Dennis Chavez to fill the vacant seat. The Committee on Privileges and Elections met again June 4th. Democrat Dennis Chavez notified the committee that he wished to dismiss the challenge. But Cutting's friends, knowing that Republican Cutting stood for truth and did not cheat, urged the committee to take formal action to rule on the allegations so that his name could be clear. Good friends after he died. Senator Cutting's counsel presented the late senator's formal response, specifically refuting the charges, based on the lawyer's detailed research. Among other points, the response explained that most of the individuals listed as unregistered were actually properly registered with some slight variation in the spelling or form of the name, such as a woman being registered under her given name and voting under her husband's name. As a result, the committee voted unanimously to dismiss Democrat Dennis Chavez's complaint. And with the declaration, remember, Dennis Chavez wanted to remove it after he died. And with the declaration that, quote-unquote, no evidence had been adduced and there is nothing in the record which in any way reflects either directly or indirectly upon the honor Integrity of Senator Cutting. The Senate on June 5th, 1935, agreed by voice vote to the committee's recommendation, and the matter was dropped. He would not have been on that plane had Congressman Dennis Chavez, Democrat Dennis Chavez, had not put Senator Cutting on that plane to go out and defend himself in Washington, D.C. In sort of a weird roundabout sort of way, that was the day the Republicans died. In this state. It was more than 87 years ago, folks. In the months before Bronson's Cutting's death, many people had considered him a possible contender, folks, there you have it, for the Republican Party's 1936 presidential nomination. Top three, it went back and looked. His death shattered the Republican Party in the state of New Mexico. And it wasn't until 1972 with Pete Domenici did the state again elect a Republican to the U.S. Senate. Democrat Senator Dennis Chavez, who's embalmed in the halls of the Capitol, went on to win a special election in 36 with 55% of the vote and was reelected to four subsequent terms, serving until his death on November 18th of 1962. He was subjected to an election contest when he defended his defeated opponent in the 1952 race charged him with election fraud. How about that? Is that a story for the ages or what? And I have to ask many of you because I didn't know. And I think so many of us just sort of cover that up when we think about how long these types of things have been going. Who was Bronson Cutter? He owned a newspaper. He won the election. and Square. Democrat Dennis Chavez tried to remove it. Instead, he was exposed when... The committee dropped it, finding nothing, including his complaint. You have to wonder if Senator Dennis Chavez was a good enough man to have carried that on his conscience. I don't know. I certainly know people who were related to Senator Dennis Chavez, and I know them to be very good people. But the Democrats have always been a win-at-all-costs type of party. That particular story exemplifies exactly that. And you have to ask yourself, like the third senator and the third Republican, we've only had three Republicans elected, actually two, since that time to the U.S. Senate. The second of which is Harrison Schmidt. Harrison Schmidt, uh, who is now eighty-seven years of age now, and a wonderful man. I communicate with him via text, and he's likely listening right now with his wonderful wife after the return from Houston. He's about to embark upon his celebration of his fiftieth. Anniversary of his walk on the moon. The only scientist ever to be there. He actually spent more time on the moon than any other man on Earth. It's a remarkable story. And he is the only other Republican besides Pete Domenici to be elected since Branson Cutter. And you have to ask yourself why didn't you know who Bronson Cutter was? Why didn't you know about him? Well, it's the same reason why Tim Keller didn't want Harrison Schmidt's statue at the Albuquerque airport. The tenant above me in the building where I reside and where I'm at in the radio station paid to create that statue and to put it there on the escalator as you are going out leaving Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm going to play that for you again as we uh, approach that. Not to raise controversy, but just just to show you how much the Democrats play politics. It's a little bit scary to think about uh, when winning to them means that much and what they're willing to do to go ahead and wash any and all memory. The two, most powerful, the, the, two, the two most powerful and memorable senators, in my mind, is not Dennis Chavez, especially after that despicable story. But I certainly hope that Dennis Chavez carried that on his conscience. I really do. But, you know, there's no way for me to actually know that. The two most powerful senators from the state of New Mexico, in my opinion, are none other than Pete Domenici. I have a letter right next to my bed that his wife wrote to me upon his death. His son is about to get elected U.S. Senate in the state, the great state of Nevada. The 36th state in the Union, which just had their Nevada Day on Halloween. The other one, Harrison Schmidt two Republicans and the Democrats are trying to do everything they possibly can to wash them away. Let's get Mark Ronchetti elected. Let's win one for Domenici and Schmidt, but most of all for Bronson Cutter. And let's get rid of this curse for 90 years. Let's get stopped. Let's stop getting run into the ground. Let's stop quitting. 550, 50, 500. That's 550, 50, 500. No election that we can be most certain of, huh? Joe Biden. Well, when you're willing to go ahead and contest those types of elections and this stuff was happening more than 85 years ago. 550-5500, let me get to your text. Lawmakers want this to be the last time that we uh, turn black the clocks. Boy, uh, you guys are loving this. It's uh, Godzilla's, (laughs) it's Godzilla's 68th birthday just had to share. Uh, Eddie, I used to love the Adam Ant video. Make sure they get on your good side, good side. You're on fire. Thanks for another excellent show. Wow, she's a sexual abuser and a cheater. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. I'll be happy singing that too. Uh, Let's see. Thankfully, Biden couldn't expand on gun control in regards to Paul Pelosi. I'm disappointed he didn't recommend turning in our hammers. (laughs) Then again, he didn't recommend closing the border either. Ooh, bingo. Uh, Eddie, uh, it will be Trump Lake in 2024. Uh, I don't want to yank her from... From, from that post in Arizona. Arizona's the fastest growing state in the entire country, folks. Their real estate prices are, are crazy. Uh, Eddie, I flipped off the entire motorcade on I-25. Good for you. There you go. Feel, feel, feel powerful? I think that's, that's good. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just, uh, that's, that's, I'm glad that you're doing it. Um, let's see what else we got. KOB Gate is the winner. Got enough uh, uh, votes uh, on that. All right, let's talk about uh, daylight savings time and let's have a little bit of fun. Now, of course, the Democrats get even this wrong. I hate daylight savings time, especially from the perspective of a radio station owner, right? Because I have to get up at 2, 3 in the morning, I have to sit there, and I can never go back to sleep. Once I'm up, I'm up, okay? I literally sleep straight as hard as a person can sleep, and then when I wake up, I'm ready to go. Like, there's no me just napping or, or anything like that. And I just don't understand the need for daylight savings time, okay? I think it's bad for your health. That argument has been made for decades since I was a kid. You know, Arizona and Hawaii are the two states, right, who don't have to turn back the clocks. And, you know, notice how, how the longevity of people who live in Arizona, I think they have the, one of the highest ages. There's lots and lots of old people there, by the way. They love retiring. The blood thins out. And they never have to adjust their clocks. Well, here's Obama a few years ago, back in uh, 2015, uh, talking to Kimmel about uh, turning back the clocks. Oh, he's uh, not coming up. Let me try this one more time. There we go. Sorry about that. Uh, I, do, I do it all, folks. That's, I do it all for you every day.
5: I showed up. I said, you know, I think uh, you know, I've, I've got uh, a cat that's loose. Sir, here we are. Do you reset the clocks when daylight saving no. time
3: happens? <laughs> Somebody else does that for you. Somebody me. does that
0: for you. Yeah, just like everybody did everything for him. I mean, the guy was dead broke back in 2003, 2004. He's a made man, right? Like Joe Pesci. Made no. time.
3: Somebody else does that
0: for
5: you. Somebody does that for you. Will you get rid of daylight saving time?
1: Or at least. Uh, get no, rid no, of no,
5: the... no, 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 no,
0: You heard him say that, right? right? No, 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 uh, no, no, no.
5: Get no, no, rid no, no. of the part where we have to wake up earlier. You can leave the other one. Well, see, this is a California thing because you guys are always getting sucked.
0: Yeah, They're always so condescending, even on things that just really wouldn't matter that much, right? This daylight savings time is ridiculous. Now, you should probably know we've sort of already put this into law here in the state of New Mexico. And these co rationale:
5: you don't mind losing that hour because that's a signal that spring is here. Uh, we only really care about ourselves.
0: It's so smooth.
5: <laughs> there's something I do want to ask you for help.
0: Yeah, a smooth B right there. I will not get rid of daylight savings time. Well, your life will actually improve with no daylight savings time. We didn't have to set back the clocks every single year. And a lot of it has to do with sleeping, right? Spring forward, fall back. 63% of you in the uh, latest poll, this one uh, dated October 6th, 2022. This one coming out of the Sleep Foundation, okay. And written by Eric Suni, shared at rockoftalk.news. 63% of Americans support abolishing daylight savings time according to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. In fact, 29 states have introduced bills to replace daylight savings time with one stable time with 18 passing legislation stating that they'd change if they could. The Senate Sunshine Protection Act would allow them some leeway here, though that legislation had passed the House or made it to the president for signature as of October 2022. Now, we aren't going to go ahead and rid ourselves of the daylight savings time until next year. So this will be, we'll do this one more time in the spring, and then I believe we're staying on the, Springtime going forward. I might be wrong on that, so correct me if I'm wrong. Go look it up. uh, Help me out a little bit on this, okay? What's really cool is there's a map here, and it talks about the days or the kilojoules per square meter of sunshine. This is a great state. We love the brightness, right? Sort of a dark, dingy place sometimes, particularly you know, it is. it, It can get that way. We get all four seasons. I do love that. I like that better than what they get in Arizona. Arizona should be called the sunshine state. It nearly has 20,000 joules per square meter. Okay? New Mexico is number two. We come in with 19,337. Arizona is at 19,841. The next one uh, there in line is California. We've got lots and lots of sunshine. Now, uh, I bring that up just as, a notable thing because I don't think we appreciate the sun enough. We have more than 300 days full of sunshine here. I'm glad to say that uh, one of the 65 days that it isn't was today. I think it rained a little bit on uh, Joe Biden's parade. Okay? According to this, to answer the questions, we have three different clocks. What does the amount of daylight we get have to do with our sleep? Can we just turn on the lamp, the foundation asked, and get the light that we need? Well, first you we have the sun clock according to them. comes from a planetary movement which we observe based on the sun's east to west half of the sky by the sun clock the midpoint of the day is when the sun is at its highest point. You have your body clock. The brain and the body coordinate and optimize biological functions in the day. Certainly have that Mine is off. Some of those brilliant people uh, have some of the weirdest sleep clocks. There used to be a graphic, and I'm sure some of you are familiar with it. You might find it in weird curio, knickknack shop. You know, have posters and talks about sleeping habits of people like Beethoven uh, or I don't know. Einstein and just how they work. And it's really sort of brilliant. The people who, who napped throughout the day were some of the best thinkers. And then finally, social clock, one I try to avoid the most, right? The conventional eight to five, the things that we look at, you know, constantly running with the time of the day, Monday through Friday. It's one of the most irritating things for me. You have to understand, like, I'm on an entirely different clock. My Friday is every day. My Monday is every day. Every day is every day because the radio is constantly on. I don't clock in, I don't check out, right? And I'm constantly thinking about what's next and what's going on. The final one is the social clock. It's agreed upon local time that we see in our watch or phone. Body clock has evolved and developed all the signals of the sun clock, plus makes the body according to circadian rhythm. Even on a cloudy day, natural light is many times stronger than our official light, so it's a crucial driver of our body clock, which makes ourselves healthy. Exposure to daylight helps keep the rhythms of our body in sync with our environment, this is crucial for good sleep and good health, as these rhythms can control our cells, muscles, organs. According to the University of California at San Diego Psychiatry and Research. So, bottom line: if we don't have to adjust the clock, we live more harmoniously. And in addition to that, we could be living longer. For the complete uh, write-up on that, you can go to RockOfTalkNews. That's RockOfTalkNews. Back for our last segment to wrap the show. Oh, 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 oh. All right, come on, sing it with me. F. Joe Biden. China. Everybody was F. Joe Biden.
1: Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening, but they fought with expert timing. There were funky Chinamen from funky Chinatown. They were chopping them up, they were chopping them down. It's an ancient Chinese art, and everybody knew their part. From a fainting to a slip. And kicking from the hip Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In
0: fact, it was a little bit frightening. But uh, yeah. For the corporate expert timing. Oh, wow. F. Joe Biden. Everybody was F. Joe Biden. Oh, great stuff. 550, 50, 500. Are you on? I'm going to jump in here for the last time. I think I got through most of my stuff. I'll, I'll see what that's there. Channel 4 negated MLG to participate in the debate by giving her questions in advance. We should call it Fornegate. Oh, oh, I got it. Oh, fornegate. I see what you did there. That's pretty, pretty wise there, uh, Rudy man. Eddie, great story about Senator Domenici's wife writing you that letter. Senator Domenici's niece was my supervisor at Intel. Enjoyed working with her. Uh, Eddie, I also voted for Jeremy. If you want to see how I voted, you can go to at... The Rock of Talk on Twitter. So you can uh, see all of that. I know many of you enjoyed that um, enlightening story about one Dennis Chavis and one Bronson uh, cutting. That was uh, certainly good. So much stuff to uh, share here, folks. So many good things. I'm feeling good. Uh, four days after today, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then of course, uh, voting day. Don't forget to check out Mark Ronchetti uh, on uh, Monday evening, 6 to 8. It'll be at 6702 uh, Carmel. Just check uh, all the the stuff that's online. You'll find out uh, where it's at. Uh, Answered a lot of questions. Got a lot of work done uh, here today. Don't forget to subscribe directly at rockoftalk.news, rockoftalk.chat as well. Still converting uh, that over. Also on this day, back in 1986, the Iran-Contra affair came to light as Ashira, A pro-Syrian Lebanese magazine first broke the story on the U.S. arms sales uh, to Iran. I remember that uh, back in the day. Also, 1908, Republican William Howard Taft, a humble man, a man who did not want to be president, was thrust into the front. He was elected president on this day back in 1908, 113 years ago, outpolling Democrat William Jennings Bryan. And uh, if you ever see courage, courage in The Wizard of Oz, that particular character was designed in The Wizard of Oz after Democrat William Jennings Bryan, who ran one of the most powerful men uh, of the uh, late 19th uh, century. Uh, he was pushed uh, to the front of the line to run, not once, not twice, but three times. Three times and made it. 1992 on this day. Uh, I remember where I was. I was at that airport, which would be, wow, is that... 40 30 years ago on this date 102 yeah 30 years ago at 3 in the morning Bill Clinton was elected 42nd president i was handing him my boy's nation in 30 years ago today i've got something special i'm going to share with you if you guys hang on until the end of the hour and i'm going to share with you which um the milestone here for the radio station and uh, i didn't do it 2 days ago uh, cuz i wanted to have one full day and then one so i'm fully into it um uh, Defeated President George W. Bush in Illinois, Democratic Carol Mosley Bomb became the first Black woman elected to the U.S. Senate. Uh, she has since uh, led a interesting life, including uh, ambassador to New Zealand. If there was any place to be an ambassador to, that wouldn't matter much. That would be the place, right? Wellington. Uh, and speaking about time zones, that's the first place that that, that goes Christchurch and uh, Wellington. You know, I've always wanted to bring in the New Year in New Zealand. I right, think it' first actually a place where uh, interestingly enough as all this stuff comes, comes back the uh, place where Apollo 18 landed it had uh, was the last trip uh, to the moon they carried Harris and Schmidt they landed uh, at, a, at a place that I can't think of the name exactly but when they came down that was the first place and it's where the first time zone uh, comes in and the last time zone goes out and it's actually divided. I can't think of the name of the... It's on my watch. I'll have to go back. Let me see. I have every single time zone on my watch. And it's literally radio clock. Oh, how do I adjust? All right, here we go. Oh, nope, I don't want to do that. Time zone. Nope. Oh, it. Okay. I'm going to mess it all up. I'm going to be mad. Have a uh, citizen watch that's uh, atomically controlled. Yeah, anyway, it's not here in. Front. Uh, I have all the time zones. I can pull it up here real quick. I want you to, to hear about this, because this is where Harris and Schmidt are landing. Call you're in the Kiva Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't see your call. Go ahead.
3: Hey, hey stop playing my roller skating memories.
0: Oh, you said that. roller skate the concrete. Did you ever fall flat on your face? Break your feet?
3: Um, almost. You know all those cute little. Uh... Thirteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old girl, butts ahead of you, yeah. So, I don't know what you just said, but okay. That good. All, all the all the other dudes who are who who who've been there, done that, they know what I'm talking about. Okay. Anyway, oh Suva, yeah.
0: Suva is the name the name of the place. There's Suva, Auckland, Umea, Mea, uh, Midway. So that's the uh, end of the end of the uh, time zones, at the beginning of the next day. So there you go. You can actually straddle like you can do the four corners, four states. You can straddle the, the time zone. Okay. Oh, by the way, in ground zero tonight, baptism by fire, hundred seconds till doomsday. Wow. Interesting. All right. Uh, continue, Wonderful. David. Yeah. Just to, just to yeah. Keep, keep the spirits yeah. up.
3: Remember, remember how uh, remember how I said I was a, a psycho or a psychic or something like that when I told you that um, I could never picture Prince as an old man and then he never was an old man? Um, you were reading your story about that uh, about the, the cutting guy. Yeah, and I had never, I had never heard any of that history, and I was, and I was being snarky. I was playing along at home, being snarky. And you said uh, that he, he uh, was whatever on his way back to New Mexico. He never got there, whatever you said. And I said to myself, because he died in a plane crash. And then, uh,
0: and I said it. You know
3: who, would have, and then he died in a plane crash. Yeah.
0: There it is. Well, it, it, unfortunately, it's not actually like you know. You're just anticipating what I'm going to say because it's probably the worst thing you could have thought of, right? I mean, that's.
3: Well, I figured. Actually, what I was thinking is, there's no way in hell that he died in a plane crash because it was 1935, and he was more likely to have been on a train.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, I just read it. What i gonna say. I don't know what else. What else is on your mind, there, sir? That's, that's pretty good. N- nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Well, what do you think? We got this. Did you vote yet?
3: I'm not gonna vote. Why? Oh, there's now there, there's a couple hours if uh, you ever want to talk about gosh. it.
0: Gosh, please stop. Get your ass to the uh, get your ass to the polls. Go vote. <laughs> don't be an idiot. Don't tell me about why you're not voting or how it doesn't count. Well, I don't want to know. I don't want no, to hear about it. Get
3: get your ass over getting, there. Get it, get it, getting my ass to the polls and not being an idiot are two completely different things.
0: <laughs> Can you just do it, please? Can you just go vote, please? As much as you've worked hard to. You know, uh, cast some sort of shade, and then you decide you're not going to vote. Like, just, well,
3: you if, if it if it's possible, I I would do it, but I don't know if it's possible. So, uh we'll is Do you
0: need a ride? Does somebody need to go pick you up and get a ride, or are you? Can you see? Are you blind? Or are you? Can you? you I'm. You're um,
3: yeah. I'm. I, I do drive, but I am blind. Yes.
0: Oh, that's that's really scary. Now, now you're freaking me out, boy.
3: Well, you just you just kind of feel your way along. You know, you drive along. No, no, about, you uh, don't. One-
0: Get out of the car, sir. Get out of the car. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, worse than me the other day. All right, David. I appreciate you joining in. Please, please go vote. We'll have somebody pick you up. Someone's got to go pick up David. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, Suva and uh, Midway. That's where the uh, cutoff uh, is. On this day, back in 2014, 13 years after 9-11 terrorist attack, a 1,776-foot edifice a skyscraper at the World Trade Center I've been to several times. Opened for business, marking an emotional milestone for New York. Uh, there you go. What else did we miss uh, here on this day? 1992, people that announced that they would break tradition and would not perform a New Year's Eve concert. And uh, here we, go. we got all, all that more. Your polls uh, for the day, how much thought have you given to the upcoming? 100% of you have given an awful lot. That's why you listen to this uh, radio station. And uh, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite movies growing up. I think. Uh, it was thrust upon me and made with Sydney Potier well before uh, I was born. And uh, you, of course, remember this great song. We'll leave you there. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow for our Friday edition uh, here in the Kiva. I will be here on AM 600 KIV, ABQ.FM, Rock of Go subscribe at Rock of Talk.news.
1: Schoolgirl Come
0: Four hours a day, Monday through Saturday, The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque.